0: Welcome to Jeff's World with Jeff Stein, the show that sees life through the eyes of possibility, purpose, and punchlines. Because in Jeff's World, we blow minds, enlarge hearts, and leave no man or child behind. And now, here's your
1: host, chief executive optimist and president of these inspired states of mind, Jeff Stein. You know, when you're uh, prepping for a radio show, you uh, sometimes you feel like a baker. Um, you want your stuff fresh and hot, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, no matter how much you prep it, you think. Ah, Are you talking about our tasty buns? <laughs> I'm talking. About Are it. you talking about our tasty buns? That's Jeff Hendrick. <laughs> Erica Farishton. Hello. Is also here, uh, and we're you know you you. I prep for the show and I go, oh, and there's all this stuff going on. Dude. And since our last show, there were so many things that and then, occurred. And then you get, you get your show tweeted out from under and you. And you just toss it, <laughs> toss it all out, tweet
0: it out from under you. Good <laughs> God. And less than 140 characters, all that prep right out the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, but we, but a... we love you for the effort.
2: Brother. We do. <laughs> it's I mean, it's I mean wait, as stuff. wasted
0: as it may be some weeks, because, yeah, I mean, it is, it is the 24 hour New cycle, and it's even it's even smaller in increments. than yeah. That it's like by minute by minute, we got to watch these
1: clowns. (laughs) And thank you so much for your feedback, uh, you listeners that are listening, because it's just, you know, it's uh, it's obvious from your feedback that you're feeling the same thing we're feeling, where it's like, yeah, this is just so insane and so wild and yet so fun. There's something really, really exciting about the best reality show that ever occurred (laughs) in real life. Man, are you you really? I'm
3: not having fun. (laughs) 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 I was going to say,
0: Stein, you are definitely on your rainbow farting pony unicorn today, my friend, because you're looking at it. Oh, this is all good. No, 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 it's not. Oh, my God, no.
1: So today <laughs> in Jeff's world, uh, it was revealed there was a pre-dawn raid of a Trump campaign head. We'll tell you who that is That when that happened. Uh, also, we'll play guess the quote between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump.
2: Oh, <laughs> Because man. they're
1: similar enough that oh, you can't man. sell them apart. Uh, I want to talk today about something called the liar lens and what happens when you put on the liar lens. Also, a moment when a reality TV contestant had higher moral standards than a certain reality TV politician.
3: Gee, I wonder who that is.
1: <laughs> uh, Fox News conservatives have been so unwilling to let go of their victimhood, Hannity and company actually seem to be confused as to who is president. I want to talk about that. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Who do they think is who, not 45?
3: <laughs> oh, lo- they still think it's Obama. See, this
1: is the best, ah, best team ever had. <laughs> You're okay. both wrong. Anyway, wow. uh, also two words oh. to explain why old-time religion types support the Trump administration despite Donald's undecidedly or decidedly unchristian behavior. Who is Jesus, Nuke? And plus a poll that reveals American opinions on poor people uh, between whether you're a traditional religious or uh, the modern spiritual moral person and how you perceive poor people. Very differently, yeah. You know, uh,
3: but you just gave it away. I guess I kind of because you said religious versus moral. <laughs> I did kind of see that there. Was kinda
1: judgy, I mean, wasn't? Kinda, it was kind of judging you. Was judging Like
3: the religious are not necessarily moral. Yeah,
1: modern you, moral, but the
0: moral are moral. That's a big hat
1: tip, right there, brother. Yes. Oh Okay, <laughs> traditional religious reverse. versus modern moral. I guess it is kind of slanted, isn't it? It's it's right in the question. All right, we'll say traditional religious versus modern spiritual. How's that? Is that more That's neutral? Fine. I, I just
0: know. know that my secular friends don't tend to look at poor people. Is having a moral failing. That's all. So
1: there's a little teaser giveaway. Uh, Sorry. I mean, they don't need the
3: threat of hell and damnation to do the right thing. They just do the right thing because it's the right thing. uh, Yeah, most of the time. (laughs) Weird.
1: Weird. (laughs) Weird. Uh, Also, plus, uh, uh, let's see here some facts to shed light on Sinclair Broadcasting and an emerging Trump TV, state TV. Uh, propaganda 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 the real presidential briefing there's a real presidential briefing that happens twice daily and it's no longer in secret we've heard about it this is a cool one cool story Uh, we might get to running with the bull bull in the china shop and time permitting the state of the infighting of the two parties because they are going at it but real fast let's talk about meeting the north korea with fire and fury
3: Fire and fury. You
1: know, watching the last. 20- I wish
3: that was a Bee Gees song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a fire
3: in the fire and the fury coming. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> it's so
1: hot. I'm glad we can make light of nuclear winter. I- um, no, Can't. it's, you know, it, it, it's, it, we should, I do want to talk about just briefly because I want to bring the temperature down a tiny bit because man, the last 24 hours, of course, has just been this like, oh my God, he tweeted fire and fury to the North Koreans. Yeah. And so what? So what? So
0: what? Look uh, at all the other
1: crap is, he's tweeted. Any yeah, of that stuff come
0: true?
2: Yeah. Are we great again yet? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, Have you seen, yeah, th- 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 this is where serious, I disagree though. with you. No, please. This is. The president of the United States yeah. threatening yeah. Uh, North Korea, and they are responding.
1: Yeah, they threaten Guam now. They said they're going to shoot. But they've always had, had been well, in yes. range of Guam. And we so keep-
3: now it's back to Trump.
1: Yeah. Now We're, your move, narcissist. And I got to tell you,
3: Boop. Kelly is yeah. all pro-nuclear war.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes I me a mean, little nervous. I, well, he's got a bunker. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nobody in Guam has a bunker. That's why they're a little nervous. I also think it's interesting that Trump threatens North Korea. North Korea doesn't threaten us. They threaten Guam. Yeah, like I'm going to punch you right in the face. Oh so, yeah, well I'm going to kick your little brother right in the head. Well, what?
3: we do have, you know, uh, stations there, military. We have a stations. Yeah, we have a hundred
0: thousand. We have a hundred thousand U.S. troops, and they and we can
3: a, reach it. So it's actually instead of you know uh, a threat that doesn't make any sense like I'm gonna bomb New York from here it's it's a doable thing
0: yeah it's a doable thing but they don't have trust me it's we will see we will see a nuclear accident the likes of which this planet has never seen if they try it we'll, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll assure the virus that yeah.
3: doesn't make me feel good no it doesn't no,
1: I'm
0: not saying <laughs> it should I'm just saying but the, that-
1: no the, but the mutual annihilation will, will deter, not deter yeah. uh, even Kim Jong Un from being that stupid so we, we have to hope obviously
3: uh, maybe him but not Trump yeah. not these people that want this to be the end of the world right, so relax. Jesus comes back
0: relax Here's, here are the words you need to keep in your mind lawful order. Yep. I was just going to say that. And that is that is what every member of the military has a moral deep-felt yeah. obligation to look inside their hearts and go, hey, is this a moral order? Is this a right thing to do? And under their obligation to the military code, they are obligated to look at an order, and if it's not Moral, to and not here's the find. primary so, reason. I think
3: some a spokesperson from the military just came out and said that their obligation is to follow the orders of their commander in chief.
0: Only if they are lawful.
3: Yes,
1: that is correct. Only, if, only. Yeah. Well,
3: it's not like any unlawful things have happened since this presidency, but uh, you know. The Republicans and all those in place have definitely stopped unlawful things from happening.
0: Oh, wait a minute. That's sarcasm, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, I want to make sure. So that, here's the I bottom something in the room. Okay. dark line that right.
3: I know Stein is going to get so mad and be like, you're so dark. <laughs> My listeners don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So here it is. There has been a coup in the United States, and it is a right-wing coup, and it has been thwarted by the incompetence of Trump, (laughs) but now that Kelly isn't in place, get ready for it to continue, and all of these lines of, well, it's unlawful, and our Constitution states, oh yeah, that has already been violated uh time and time again already. So that is what's happened. It's continuing to happen. Trump gets a propaganda uh, briefing every day that's hand-delivered of all the tweets that are great about him, that keeps him going. Fox News is your... Everything that you're talking about, Fox News spins it. And well, hold on. Keeps let's get back to the.
1: We're not tangent too much A2 on the. It has taken place. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would argue that it actually took place in the 80s, but that's just <laughs> me. Uh, but on the tangent of, of North Korea, I mean, on the <laughs> topic of North Korea specifically, again, assured destruction. Kim Jong Un is is a crazy narcissist, as evidenced. But he also knows that if he does, if he fires a missile to Guam, it is it is then it's full war. I mean, he knows that this would just and that's obviously horrible and terrible, and he his people will be annihilated. And I don't think he's ready to do that. But even if he is ready to do that, it would require this U.S. president to engage in that. People, Uh, no. no, Did you hear
3: Lindsey Graham? I mean, they're all like, hey. We're going to fight it over there, so we don't have to fight it over here. They're right, well, going to annihilate here. them.
1: Yeah, but in order for Donald Trump to attack North Korea, he would need, again, as Jeff Hendrick is pointing out, uh, the complicity of the, the complicitness of the generals. And the generals first thing are going to look at it and say, "Wait a second, And this has happened before. It say, "This is an unlawful order because only Congress may declare war." And there would like not Vietnam. be Vietnam. Form- no, Vietnam was a police action. But it was also a an approved, a congressional approved police action. It was approved in stages, and it was approved as it went. I don't think we've had a congressional a approved different.
3: war since the 50s. Yeah, but
1: there's no, no. middle ground in North no. Korea. No, you know, there's we no have middle... Well, no, hang on. She's got a very valid
0: point, point that needs to be listened to. Yeah. We have not officially declared war since World War II, yeah. despite the That's myriad true. of conflicts this nation has been involved in. <laughs> okay, let's get yeah. that. No, because that no, needs a, to be it's said. A, it's, it's an important We part. haven't actually done the work it takes to go to war we've just gone and killed
1: people
3: but you think now we'll actually take the steps and the time to properly declare war i don't think in this situation i don't
1: think people take donald trump seriously and in in the in within the government within the military institutions the military and, when they... and
3: the government is supporting and the republican government that has all branches of power are supporting Donald Trump and have been and yes when they go out and they say some little tweet (laughs) oh he's so ridiculous and then they vote the way that he wants I mean what he tweeted right there is worthy of impeachment has it been done no
1: no no, there's no get no, no, we're not gonna these are two different subjects. Whether we're gonna go with North Korea, I'm not con, I'm not afraid of. This has been we've had it at DEF CON whatever for a long time with, with North Korea. Now, everything Erica is saying about those other parts, well, she's just revealed the rest of the show. So we're gonna talk about those things. <laughs> uh, about Spoil- this propaganda. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but in terms of North Korea, uh, I don't fear that right now. I see all I see is a couple of narcissists screaming at at each other right. and a lot of smart people going how do we calm these narcissists down
0: and here's the other thing that uh, is very rarely mentioned and I heard it on the news radio driving over to the studio today mm. was China is in legitimate fear of a unified Korean peninsula that's correct
1: there's a lot of people involved that don't want this to happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Communist
3: China is trying to make peace and telling both sides to tone down the rhetoric. Yeah. Communist China right. is doing that. Right, The
1: yeah. weird oddity of Trump's narcissism matching Kim Jong-un's is that it forces China to get a, get involved, which they've been pretending not to be involved forever. And the main reason they don't want to get involved, as we've talked about in previous shows, is that it would cause a massive refugee crisis for them because everybody in North Korea would run to China. Yeah. And they don't want any of that. No. And they don't have so they they have an extreme interest in preventing this because they got enough poverty in china they don't want an entire country of poverty right to and coming into theirs so. basically china has been using north korea as a buffer zone
0: to the west forever yeah. so they don't want any changes they really don't they kind of like this whole nervousness to kind of keep going for the 30 or 40 years yep
1: so, uh, coming up here, we're going to talk about uh, the FBI raid that I teased earlier, as well as where this Trump presidency is going. The uh, We guessed the quote. We did kind of guess the quote there. Uh, I want to talk about something called the Liarland. And uh, this is Jeff's World. I
2: got a condo in Manhattan. Baby, girl,
4: what's happening? You What's Mueller looking at now? Shockingly, it's the thing Trump told him not to look at. The Russia investigation (laughs) continues to widen as federal investigators explore the
0: potential financial ties of President Trump and associates to Russia. Sources tell
4: CNN financial links could offer a more concrete path to any potential prosecution. Investigators are delving into possible financial crimes, including some unconnected to the election. I know, it's crazy. The former New Jersey casino owner and Manhattan real estate magnate who's been bankrupt four times and had a fake university that settled a $25 million fraud lawsuit might have some shady financial dealings. (laughs) In fact, every time Trump talks about this, he seems to accidentally point investigators in the right direction. For example, when he first made his red line comment to the New York Times last month, he brought up old real estate deals out of nowhere. Here's how that exchange went. New York Times. If Mueller was looking at your finances and your family finances unrelated to Russia, is that a red line? Trump, I would say yeah. I would say yes. By the way, I would say I don't. I don't. I mean, it's possible there's a condo or something. So, you know, I sell a lot of condo units and somebody from Russia buys a condo. Who knows? I don't make money from Russia. literally said that. I know. That's cool. Nobody said anything about condos bought by Russians. You keep telling the FBI exactly where to look. If Trump ever gets interrogated, he'll last five seconds. State your full name for the record, Donald J. Trump. And by the way, I wouldn't know how to launder money if I tried. Certainly not through my company and definitely not from an offshore bank account in Cyprus. And not one with the first four digits, four, six, three, five. Wait, should I stop? Should I stop? My lawyer is telling me to stop. I'm Jeff Stein,
1: along with Eric Farrison and Jeff Hendrick. This is Jeff's World at Seth Meyers, uh laying it down. This is why I don't get as nervous about it. He's-
3: Here's why you should get nervous. Okay, <laughs> I'm so bad, you guys, right well, now. Well,
1: make the point. You're scared, and this is, this is a common sentiment. I
3: am scared, and you know yeah. what? Yeah. I thought, I hung in there, and I thought, okay, well, this is going to be resolved or solved somehow, and it's still not. And I feel like that is all hollow b s to I guess to keep people from freaking out like I'm doing right now right. <laughs> but um so. Yeah, listen, re-listen to that Seth Meyers bit and remember when, you know, he still had the failed Trump University and he still had the four bankruptcies and he still talked like a moron and people were like, there's no way he'll be president. There's no way he'll be president. Guess what? He's president. (laughs) So when you, when I hear the same arguments over and over, well, there's no way because of the emollients clause and this and Uh, that and this contradiction. Well, guess what? The Republicans who are in control and have the power to impeach, they haven't done it. Well, when his ratings get low, okay, so when his ratings, oh, well, they're at 18. Guess what? Still hasn't happened. And I feel like saying, wake up. Not going to happen. And the people need to rise up and do something. Whoa,
0: (laughs) 19 months it took for Watergate to go down. 19 yeah. months. This is so okay.
3: much worse than Watergate. So, oh right, god, so, that is true. Oh that that is very true. <laughs> you are 1000% correct lady and that's exactly
0: that's exactly why it's taken that much longer because there is that much more muck to rake through, there's that much yeah. more poo to get in order, much more filings to get right.
1: Man, there is there are the devil is in the details and the devil is big. On and this speaking one. of the devil uh, the FBI on July 27th apparently raided Paul Manafort's home.
3: Manafort!
1: And that is what did that look like? And it, it like pre, a, like pre a, dawn. Like, like was like, it a
3: ne- Like, like a. Yes. Like a. White-collar type of raid or like a real raid where there's sirens <laughs> and people are storming in and they're in their night clothes and they're freaking out. Like, I, like what did this raid look like? I'm
0: thinking it's the latter of the Or was two. it
3: like, hey, listen, no, we're going to no, be no. coming into your house. No, no, no. you guys want to no, clear no. out.
0: No, no, no. Pre-dawn raid. Is just that you were asleep, and they wake your ass
1: up with a big yep. thump on the door, yeah, and a warrant, and, and a everybody bunch of in FB, coats, FBI, FBI blazers, yep. yeah, and FBI yep, 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 jackets, and they came oh, yeah. in. And this is significant. Why is this significant? They got a subpoena and a warrant. That's a big deal. That demonstrates the validity of the evidence, which we know. Everyone in this room, we're very confident that the Russian collusion and and, and laundering, at least the laundering of money. He's obviously been, he's done tons of business with people who are illegal or using, you know, sanctioned money at minimum I using- don't know.
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe I sold a condo. Maybe yeah, exactly. I
1: didn't sell a condo. <laughs> maybe I sold a donut to some guy named yeah. Rudy. I don't know. But what it says is that a couple, yeah. it says that also Bob Mueller knows that uh, I like the way this article in the Washington Post says it could have all could also have been intended to send a message to President Trump's former campaign chairman that he should not expect gentle treatment or legal courtesies from Mueller's team. It proves that they had reason to subpoena and they had reason to believe that he was hiding it. And we're still unfortunately, like you pointed out, it's a long process. We're still in the yeah, no, comparing just, the documents phase. Yeah, we're 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 in the finding stuff phase because they handed over like
3: prematurely. Freaked out? No, not no. There's no no. Pre- no, you got, you
1: know, no there's no yeah, prematurely yeah, freaking no, out with no, this there's, administration. There's a lot to freak <laughs> out about, and this is why I think I do this show. I know from my point of view is that I want to remind myself that you know we're all kind of seeing this, right? We're all seeing yeah. this, right? Yeah. right? Right? You see this? You saw that, right? You know, and 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 so let's get to that, and that's that's my next pivot. There is the liar lens. Okay. Ah, yeah. And this You've may this give now. some was, encouragement right. to Erica in her moment of, of terror, which I share often. Um, <laughs> now, are these things we can buy at Lens Crafters? Yes, they are. Okay. And the way it works is...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just Fox News gives them out for free! <laughs> free!
1: <laughs> so, uh, some, some numbers, right? A little okay. poll numbers, right? He's looking at 33% approval right now, 38% on a good poll. Okay, and, now, who are these polls being done uh, by? Because CNN, Quinnipiac, okay. even Fox News okay. is all below right. 40. All even right. their poll's below 40. Oh, dear. So then some of these important questions like, what do you trust from the White House and Donald Trump? The answer was, there's was two choices. Almost all or most you trust or some or nothing at all. 24% said almost all or most. Only 24%. Thought he was mostly trustworthy. And then the other 73% said they don't trust, Not they trust nothing at all or just For something.
3: that 24%, I have a university you should attend. Yes,
1: indeed. And 24% strongly approve of Donald Trump. 47% strongly disapprove. Which, by the way, on the strongly disapprove category, that number never gets that high for anybody. For even when, you know, Dubby was in his worst case, when Clinton was in his worst place. It, it, the strongly disapproved doesn't go that high. They just regular disapprove if you welller. It's interesting numbers.
0: that 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 number is now larger than the voting block that didn't vote forty one yes. percent yeah. of registered voters sat it out now forty six are pissed.
1: yeah <laughs> yes and, and guess you should have voted yeah. Yeah. And, and and the fact that, of course, it's more Republican, Democrat, of course, 59 percent of Republicans approve strongly. But that's down 14 percent from February. That's a dang huge drop. Right. And then on the how is the country doing? People say 53 percent say it's doing well. Forty five percent say it's doing badly. And now you say, well, that's kind of good for Trump. Actually, no, <laughs> because if you think the country is still basically going well and the economy is still well doing well and you hate Trump that much, Anything goes wrong with this guy and he'll lose, he'll get down to the 24%. Yeah. And this is where the we economy's are. Economy's
3: still riding the the flames of the last administration. Yes.
1: No, 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 That's, no, no. That's all Trump. That's all Trump. Yeah. Fake news, fake news, fake news, alternative yeah. facts.
3: Bye,
1: Gussie. Yeah. <laughs> But let me talk about this 24% uh, base a little bit. This is important.
3: Well, this 24% number that strongly approves of him, the 24% that say they would trust him, uh, that they say they trust things coming out of the White House, I've seen that number 24% before. In some of uh, ABC Washington Post's polling from about a month ago, uh, they found 24% believe that Trump behaves in a manner that's presidential. They find about 24% say that they think they like Trump's tweeting and he should keep doing it. So this is a number that I've now seen pop up over and over and over again and so it seems like if you're looking for a floor of trump's support 24 is about where that looks like it is but it's really hard to govern or do much of anything if 24 um, is the is the number that uh, of your core supporters
0: and that is coming up fast yeah this it's starting to sound like four out of five dentists surveyed <laughs> recommend that you don't shoe 45
1: yeah this is the number yeah. again 24 uh, uh, percent in August 8th in 1974 when he uh, resigned, he was at a 24 percent approval 24 uh, percent. Richard, Richard, Richard Milhouse, Nixon Richard, Richard millhouse Nixon. Nixon. yeah and remember this is a guy who in the previous election 1972 just two years prior won 49 states. yeah he crushed it. He crushed it. Yeah. he was ex- you know, he was not like some sort of guy who squeaked out the electoral college and lost the popular vote. There's not much left. And he didn't have sycophants and a sycophant network <laughs> that protected him. No, you know? he did not. You know? Well, so. and it
3: was also a time, though, it seemed that Republicans and those Americans valued uh, truth and honesty. And I, I I don't see that right now.
1: Well, here's the liar lens. Ah, and, okay. Here okay. So as this happens... Uh, what it, is this? this? As this happens? as As his... Uh, it, People discover who Donald Trump really is. And you say, how could they not discover? Right? But then, again, this is the... I can tell you
3: how they not discover it because of Fox News.
1: Right. But eventually, you discover that he's a liar. And that's what keeps happening. And that's what these pollsters and psychologists are noticing is that more and more, his base included, that's why there's been these alarms in all the right, if you watch and read in the right-wing media right now, even Kellyanne Conway conceded that we have to fix the base because they don't trust us anymore. She knew it. Well, once someone you determine... It's like if somebody cheats on you. If your, if your spouse cheats on you, from that moment forward, you've got the cheater lens. You've got the liar lens, right. which you can no longer see them as trustworthy. And so two things happen. Once... An event occurs for a voter where they go, wait a minute, Donald Trump, that's not what you said. And they finally clicks in their head that he's lying. They do two things. They go through all the previous things he said with the new liar lens. And then, more importantly, they go through everything henceforth with the liar lens. And since we can count on the narcissist in chief to continue to lie, it's not like he's going to suddenly stop and become truthful henceforth and save himself. And so, once more and more people have the liar lens, they can't go back, and yeah, they but won't go at back. At
3: what point do they acquire the liar lens? I know Every that day they're you doing have more and more.
1: friends, yeah. and
3: they would talk about, well, I'm excited about him because he's going to drain the swamp, drain the swamp. And he has the richest cabinet in the history of this country. <laughs> it's a billionaire yeah. cabinet. Yeah. They are all from Wall Street. Yeah, the exact you... opposite of draining the swamp. And then those same people still say he's yeah. draining the swamp.
0: Right. But, I mean, it's, it, it, the cabinet's irrelevant almost. We have a swamp occupying Congress Uh, up and down the charts. We have 54% of Congress are millionaires or richer. They don't represent us. They couldn't possibly represent us. They have no idea who we are. Right,
3: but I'm just saying... Well, they are the people already see... Those people who you know, who were excited about him to drain the swamp, he hasn't drained the swamp.
0: And they're still excited.
3: And they still think... They're still (laughs) saying, yeah, he's draining the swamp. By putting billionaires, yep. Well, I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah.
1: no, Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, you know, again, I, I try to talk to uh, all my friends who were more likely to incline to in various degrees, even uh, some of the folks we've had on the show, like Paul Miner and such, who they're just kind of falling off the train slowly. And it takes one event after the other. For instance, one of my friends who's really believes that Trump is one of the greatest negotiators ever. And that's the <laughs> bit, right. Right. I know it's laughable to you and I, but. This latest spate of news, if he sees it, and he may not, he may, it may take him, like, for instance, the transcripts we, we want to get into from Mexico, uh, with Mexican oh, president in Turnbull. So sad. They show him as the worst negotiator ever. He put a pair of twos on the table in poker and said, hey, you Mexico with your full house, I need you to tell everyone that my twos are better and that I won. It's just not going to happen. There's no mm-hmm. way to negotiate that way. Right. And then, of course, the North Korea stuff. But. They're just falling off, and they're realizing, oh, and once they finally go, you're right, that trait isn't real, and more and more have. And then you see him end up on MSNBC, interestingly enough. They're recruiting conservatives left and right who have gone, yeah, no, this is nuts. Was it uh, David Painter's now head of David hold. Painter, from formerly from the Bush administration. I, and I a, love that guy. I have
0: a whole second career I didn't
1: plan on. Right.
0: So, <laughs> otherwise, I would have gotten a better haircut and a new suit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you watch, you'll totally get that joke. So anyway. well, what
3: You know, what's kind of interesting about that, these these people who think that Trump is a great negotiator, a great businessman um, and probably a great author. right right they just ignore the fact that the books were ghost written his deals were not done by him and i mean he could have made more money instead of declaring bankruptcy four times but there was a great article and i'm sure you guys saw it um about how he is the laziest
1: yes we're coming to that yes
3: president and so what's they have this impression of him Largely from his television show, The Apprentice, and him, you know, saying mythical like, character, you are fired. Yeah. But what this article, you know, we all know here, but maybe people out there didn't. Those were producers talking <laughs> to him, yep. telling him, "Fire this person, say it on cue now," and he would say, "You're fired. Here are your lines, say this." None of that was Trump. Yeah. Those are the producers.
1: Yeah, I mean it's his personality but it's not his substance. You know, and so that's he, being discovered. He and so we had 24. Yeah, he pretty much is the human embodiment of a stuffed suit. Coming up a moment when a reality TV contestant had higher moral standards than a certain reality TV politician. This is Jeff's world.
2: I know life ain't that simple.
5: But if we try This
1: is Jeff's World, The Independent State of Mind, where we look at this gorgeous country and all its complicated glory, and just love her just like she is. I'm Jeff Stein with Erica Ferriston and Jeff Hendrick, and uh, this is uh, Jimmy Kimmel.
6: We bore witness as Bachelorette Rachel chose Brian to be her lawfully wedded bride, and I have to say, it was a bittersweet moment for me, because... I've been on a roll prediction-wise. Every season before the show starts, I pick who I think is going to win. I pick four of the last five bachelors. I pick four of the last five bachelorettes. It's why they call me Roastradamus. But <laughs> this time, the guy I picked, he did get down to the final two. Unfortunately, that was as far as he went uh, to number two. But I do feel somewhat vindicated because an amazing thing happened tonight. My pick, his name is Peter. Peter did something no one on the show has ever done before. He acknowledged how preposterous it is to get engaged to a woman you've been on three dates with while she was dating two other people. So he did. Peter told Rachel, I do want to be with you. I just can't propose yet because I take a marriage proposal too seriously, which is the right way to take a marriage proposal. But Rachel said, sorry, I'm looking for a proposal now on TV. And so that was that relationship over. And then Peter broke down and started questioning himself. You, nothing's wrong with you. <laughs> After 21 seasons of The Bachelor and 13 seasons of The Bachelorette, you are the first rational human being. ever <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Uh, I just found
1: that having such social relevance and context to what we're going through. Jimmy
0: Christmas, Jimmy, uh, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel with this, and then the what is now known as the Kimmel test yes. for health insurance. This guy. He's got to be careful. We're going to be running Kimmel twenty twenty. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We could do worse than Jimmy, people. Yeah. So
1: you know that's that to me that's that's so relevant because this guy figured I don't know maybe you've never got sucked into the Bachelor Bachelorette thing. My wife had a good run of it, and uh, it's. I get why people watch it for sure. It's it's you know, it's super interesting. There's hot people and it's really interesting. And, and it's interesting. This was too a, a black woman bachelorette with a bunch of and the white guy's white guys that eventually were proposing too. So it was not only interracial. It was one of the things the controversies of Bachelor and Bachelorette, I don't know if you knew this, was that it was pretty pasty for the longest time, and now it's finally wait, diverse. Wait, wait. Are you trying to tell me that in American television there's a white problem? <laughs> Stop it! Stop yes. it. So not only was I impressed with Peter who said, wait a minute. Minute. I, what I love the hell it. am I doing? I, what the <laughs> hell am I doing? Marrying somebody I don't even know who's dating somebody else at the same moment I'm marrying them, yeah. you know? I mean, right? It's already icky. And- Outside of television, you would never do that. That would never even have been a thought that entered your head, would yes. it? Yes. <laughs> and so I thought that was cool. And then the second part of it is the racial part of it. Uh, for those who don't know this, if you're not an actor, uh, but you'll know this. It's ever since the Oscars and they completely blew off black folks. Remember that we talked about it on the show, couple a years, ago, year, year, yeah. two years ago, two years right? ago, right? Yeah. it was one of the early segments of, this, of the Jeff's World was about that, right? Well, Hollywood has really swung the pendulum. If you guys don't see casting, you know, average folk don't see casting listings and this sort of stuff. But if you're white right now in Hollywood, you're not working on co-stars, guest stars, or commercials very often. Um, they are excessively going with not only other, you know, non-white races, but there's been a huge casting emphasis on kind of mixed races, things that you can't even really tell, that they're Filipino and Latin, they're Filipino and black, you know. And so, and if you don't believe me, obviously there's there's evidence too, but watch your television, no, watch no, commercials, no, I, I
0: was, watch your shows. My friend Whitney Avalon, uh, she and I were in a... Uh uh, a commercial together, and then she got she was the interracial mom of the Cheerios ad. Okay, yeah, there. And General Mills took all the flack, took a step back, took a deep breath, and said, Yeah, guess what? We're making a sequel. Kiss my ass. Right. And they made, and it was the most adorable sequel ever with the two parents and the crazy, beautiful kid. And then she's, you know, got a big belly bump out to the moon and back. And yeah. it was just as sweet as the first one. And Good Lord, really? If melanin—if melanin is your, your line of demarcation, but why you don't like somebody, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this, Sorry, I got to say that out loud.
1: You're an idiot. Yeah, this is why I think where other people step up when other people go south, and and yeah. while this administration is clearly way more white and racist than has been in, in certainly decades, sixty years. I'd say. I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, that's obviously a subjective, but you get the point. And meanwhile. Everybody in this room has varying degrees of prejudice towards corporations, <laughs> I can say. And yet here's corporations stepping up and filling in the gap right. as well as you okay, know, casting people and for, saying, let's do this I and love, let's represent America. I
0: love that they're doing this, but please don't break your arm patting them on the back because know, it's all about the money and the bottom line anyway. And
1: you, know you know what, it. though? But hey- It is. It is. But corporations are famously timid about taking chances. And so the fact that we've got this kind of racist rising to see corporations step in and go, well, we're going to take chances and ignore the complaints. Correct. Well
3: kind of common sense.
1: Kind of common sense. Uh,
3: look at the population I know that's going to buy your product. So it's hardly Bingo. some, you know.
2: Bingo.
1: Yeah. And I was having a discussion with a integrity white.
3: Integrity filled risk. <laughs>
1: right. That <laughs> they're taking. And I was having a discussion with a, a fellow white actor and, and they were, we were reading a Twitter uh, rant about this thing The how casting is all interracial now. And of course, white actors are like, this isn't fair. You shouldn't overcompensate. And and I thought to myself, geez, come on, you kid. Decades of ignoring people of color, yeah. and you're annoyed that they're kind of making up a little bit and going, you know, yeah. let's make sure we diversify, an and idea. then we'll find yeah. that even you know pattern. Put and on...
3: he probably wouldn't have booked it anyway. There's so, a...
1: and here's another
0: idea, you know, uh, put your big boy pants on, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. You, you you're a white man. You've had you've had a good run. <laughs> you've exactly. had a really good run, and you've done a yeah. lot of really crappy things, as you know, as far as an institutional landmark governing agency. So let's
1: all just take a deep yeah. breath and be okay with and this. I, and I can hear the voices saying, well, it's not my fault that other people, white people were racist. Why should I suffer for it? It's like, yeah, 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 I know. I, I know. It's a very squishy, sticky subject. It's, like we were talking about Kaepernick. It's all the same thing. We're trying to even it out and we're we're talking about it and we're changing it and we're trying different things. Yeah, this you know? is
0: an ugly subject. The solution is also going to be kind of ugly yes! and, and, and nasty. Thank you. That was the point
1: I was trying to make. It's, it's going to be, there's
0: going to be pains in the growing, but the growing's getting done. Yeah, and and when you're you're a tall guy, I'm a tall guy. Your knees got blown out when you were seventeen, didn't they? Yeah, from growing too fast yeah, that exactly. summer. You're like, exactly. Okay, there was pain, but we right. got over it. We're tall and we're right. standing up straight, so we got this.
1: Yeah, and so this is the pendulum swing. This is <laughs> yeah. how it evens out. It's it's gonna be ugly in the same way that everybody in this room is for single payer health care. Well, that's gonna put thousands of people that work in health insurance out of a job. Well, okay. In the same way, it's like, well, there's a lot of white people who aren't working as actors right now. Well, okay. But this is part of the adjustment, and we become more a representative of our own people. You know, this is how we do it. Yeah. Well, when you
0: have when you have what is it, 19 percent of the Senate and Congress is women. Is it yeah. 19, 22 percent? I think that's. And you're 52 percent. Right. And the they're, the almost population. <laughs> they're almost all Democrats. They're almost all Democrats. You're 52 percent of the population, ladies. Step it up. We need you. <laughs> Come on. You and got they it. are. Yeah, and they are. And, and and God love you for doing it. But man, get 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 us men the hell out Erica's of here Erica's proof of it.
1: <laughs> the graduate of emerged, a yes. program designed to to elevate women as candidates. And
0: we're choice uh, democratic. I'm, right. I'm I'm going to say something that I'm probably not so I'm I'm, I'm giving away a secret. We're we're actually having Erica cloned. <laughs> yeah, so there will be more uh, Ferris. 100 search- Ericas. Holy
1: oh, crap. No, 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 we are Legion. <laughs> We'd have a single payer healthcare in a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that would be so cool. All right. So, coming up, Fox News conservatives have been so unwilling to let go of their victimhood that Hannity and company actually seem to be confused as to who is president. I will explain that. This is Jeff's World. I'm Jeff Stein with Erica Ferris and Jeff Hendrick. I met you in the dark. You let me over. This is Jeff's World, where we feel our way to a saner future. I'm Jeff Stein with Eric Farriston and Jeff Hendrick and uh, a little more Seth Meyers, if you don't mind.
4: But as Trump and his team and his allies the conservative media have tried to discredit the Trump investigation, one thing has become clear. Nine months after the election, they are still obsessed with Hillary Clinton, as Trump made clear at his rally in West Virginia last week. What the prosecutors should be looking at are Hillary Clinton's
6: 33,000 deleted emails.
1: Lock her up. Lock her up. Still and they should it.
6: be looking at the paid Russian speeches. And the owned Russian companies. Or let them look at the uranium she sold that is
4: now in the hands of very angry Russians. She sold uranium to angry Russians? <laughs> Is he confusing Hillary with Doc Brown? Uh, (laughs) What's becoming clear is that Trump and his allies have no record of their own to champion, so instead they need a villain. And they've decided they'd rather live in a world where Hillary Clinton was president rather than Donald Trump. Just watch how often Fox News has gone after Hillary, as if she were in office and not Trump.
1: New calls for an investigation into the 2016 election, this time the focus on Hillary Rodham Clinton.
5: Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee are demanding the appointment of a second special counsel. This time to investigate Hillary Clinton.
6: We need to investigate Hillary Clinton and, and the Uranium One deal. We need to investigate Loretta Lynch meeting on the tarmac with, with President Clinton.
4: Oh, it was Hillary Clinton funders themselves. who were actually funding the dossier that triggered <laughs> our witch hunt. Hillary Clinton, her mishandling of top secret classified special access program information on a private email server. And remember, Trump watches a lot of Fox News. There's a good <laughs> chance he sees all that and he thinks Hillary's actually the president. Sir, North Korea just launched a nuke. Don't worry, Hillary will take care of that. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some wedding guests to greet.
1: (laughs) Where's the bride? We got to get to that clip too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, see, this is what's going on. I I tune over. I I, every time there's a big headline, I love jumping over to Fox News, Drudge Report, you know Breitbart, and see what they're doing. Loretta Lynch. You know, Hillary Clinton. And they seem to literally believe that she's still somehow in charge of something, if not the president herself, because they spend so much time trying to, of course, you know, we know why, you know, it's it's projection. It's you know, we don't want you to look at our Russian thing and what he referred to as discrediting the Russian investigation. They've been going on about how the grand jury, Mueller's grand jury, is in the District of Columbia that voted for Hillary Clinton ninety two percent. It's like, yeah, that doesn't change anything about the wheels of justice. The Grand jury just moves things along. Does it? You know, does the subpoenas? Does it witnesses? And then indictments come based on you know, and are plausible based on the normal wheels of justice. It still has to, uh, you know, go up to the against the law, right? It's it doesn't. Like, you it know, does. Democrat or Republican doesn't influence the evidence. No. If if you've
0: not got, significantly, right? If you've got damning documents, it doesn't matter if there's an R or a D in front of them.
1: That's evidence. And grand juries are grand juries, and you've heard the expression: a grand jury will indict a ham sandwich, and that's basically true in the sense that you can you can kind of squeeze an indictment out of somebody. But it doesn't mean it's a conviction. It just means that you've moved it along. Also, and you've you got have
0: the, no idea how bad
1: that ham sandwich was. Yeah. Yeah, bad. terrible. <laughs> bad ham. Terrible. Ham. ham from China. Yeah, ham from China. Um, <laughs> but what he was referring Oh, my they gosh. They
3: took off the consumer protections. It was bad.
1: It was they, bad. They processed it in China. We
0: have no idea what's in the ham. Yeah. Or the chicken. Or no. the fish. and uh, so <laughs> Or the garlic.
1: Or because the soybeans. we
3: gutted the FDA. Yeah.
1: Well, these are all real things, and definitely the government is a shell of itself. And and we could do a, another show on that. But anyway, oh, and just we so you, will, and we will. And just so <laughs> you know, if this was a daily show, you would get all the that you need. But just so you know that that's if you don't go to the right wing sites, you know that just that's why when you hear this stuff about Loretta Lynch, they're still talking about Loretta Lynch and just making stuff up. They're desperate. They're trying to find a way to make Trump less guilty than Hillary and then somehow that makes it okay
3: and that's always whenever you bring up you know something about Trump that even he tweeted out himself yeah. you know indicted himself they'll be like but Hillary
4: yeah, but Hillary <laughs> yeah,
3: no. like we're not, not talking about Hillary
0: it's the weirdest knee-jerk reaction Hillary's not president. All the time no she's not
1: yeah I know, uh, and if I had a dime for every uh, Facebook for a thread I had read that said, well, you guys are still pissed that Hillary lost. It's like nobody's even, no, believe no. me. You hang out, in de- Erica will tell you, hang out in a Democratic uh, situation. This is not about Hillary and Bernie Moore, but it is about progressive versus corporate. Heck yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, a big I mean, way. it is definitely, nobody cares about those players anymore. And now no. people just are like, wait a minute, well, here's we got to move forward. Right, right?
0: And, I'm, and I'm already getting tired of Camilla Harris being shoved down my throat as the next great hope. All right, she went off to that little lovely dinner up there in the Hamptons oh, and man. kissed every corporate ass from here to yeah, Kansas yeah, just, and back. So you know what? Disagree, but... She's dead to me. Oh, come on. Come dude, on, man. You dude, keep your, high, keep your shiny, happy people crap over there on that side of the studio, man. I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want that woman anywhere near power. All right, fair near. enough. Near. Fair enough. Okay? Because, I, I mean, she sold us out the minute she went and collected those checks. She is done and dead to me, brother. Done. So, well, this there's is,
3: other things she's done before that.
0: Yeah, I know it's, she's not. Yeah. She's not. She's not the great democratic hope. Quit trying to whitewash her. Yeah, um, and I mean that in every possible permutation of that phrase, too. Yeah. I don't care how much crap I get for that. I threw it out there because I'm, I damn well mean it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, what they just oh. illustrated, uh, what Jeff is illustrating there is, is—we hopefully we'll have more time in the show to talk about it, because there is a huge divide in the Democratic Party right now between, they're doing with all due respect, I don't mean to accuse you guys, but I see this a lot of the ideological purity that's being demanded, that Republicans are demanding and of the Republicans and Democrats are demanding of the, Republicans, of the Democrats. And there's not, and because it has been so corrupted for so long, both sides, there's this sense of like, if you even waver from a pure populism. Well,
3: like when you take money from the for-profit private in, uh, industry, prison industry, yeah. Yeah. It's...
0: Yeah, when you get a check cut to you from GEO...
1: You're dead to me. Well, I know, Do but you, you guys can watch politics. Do you understand what I I'm understand. saying? And you can make that your point, and That's, you can vote is what accordingly. My, that is one of
0: my serious litmus tests. You I know. take money from a private
1: prison corporation. You're scum. Well, call me old school then, because having as you guys watched politics for a very long time, it is not uncommon. For politicians to take money from a wide swath of organizations and individuals and not do their bidding—that
0: You're has been disingenuous, this- and you're a liar to them. You're either lying to us, or you're lying to them. Mean, either way, you're a
3: liar. Well, that's, yeah. that's no. Don't
0: get me started on that. That's not that's okay. Crap. That's a so, crap argument. So,
3: so oh. that is what they say. Mm-hmm. I've taken a, a, a money from all these corporations, but, but I'm not, not going to do their, their bidding. bidding. But then when you start looking at their actions Well you actions, watch and see what they do. Right. Like yeah. when, you know, denying uh, transgenders to get their operations because it costs, you know, the the private prison money, it starts to look like you're doing their bidding when you vote against getting rid of money bail. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't. That's, that looks like you're doing their bidding. Well, so a great example. Maybe you're really not, but it's certainly the perception. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can
0: you can you can shout into a microphone until you're until you're hoarse and you're blue in the face. I'm going to look at your voting record. Right, every and single that's time.
3: what, and I think that's what's happening right now. You know, looking at people's voting records, we for so long have listened to people's words right. and not looked at voting records and not looked at their actions. And it's like, take Anthony Rendon or Anthony Rendon, however you're saying it. <laughs> he received $700,000 from the insurance company. Speaker
1: Assembly of California who's going against a single payer. He shelved Senate Democrat. Bill 562,
3: Democrat. the single payer bill. Now, the let's give him the benefit of the doubt he like he says he really supports single payer just not this one just not now which is what it seems to always get to and let's say he's sincere about that which although you really can't because all we're asking is that it goes to a committee hearing we're not even asking for that it become law right. just hearing to attach the financials. so but anyway uh, the perception is he's taken money and he's doing their bidding. And I don't know how you perceive it otherwise. You really have to twist and turn yourself to perceive it otherwise. And that that's what's changing. And voters are starting and delegates are starting to say, um, we're holding you accountable. And um, we're getting a lot of pushback for that.
0: And, yeah. and it's the same thing um, with the we talked about this on last week's show about the lionization of John McCain for voting not to kill 40,000 people a year in his own country. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? We got to line up and pat the old man on the back because he didn't kill another
1: American? Let alone Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins, who would have always who, been. Who got,
0: and then and yeah. then the lovely lady from, from Hawaii who's coming off stage four, what is it, bladder yeah. cancer? Maisie Hirono, yeah. Maisie Hirono. She got no parade, yeah. but we have to go and line up and kiss John McCain's weathered old ass. Why? <laughs> why? Please tell me why.
1: Butt.
0: Why do we have to go and lionize this traitorous old man just because he did one right thing in the last five freaking years, Traitors, man. Traitorous, so anyway. I'll tell you, traitorous. U.S. U.S. US planes <laughs> got shot down at a, at a 68% higher rate four months after he was captured. So don't ever talk to me about him not being a traitor, ever. That man cost us lives, and he was about to go and cost us more lives. And at the last minute, he changed wow. his vote. I've, that's, a,
1: that's a strong one, but that's again. Uh, strong
0: one? Okay. Do not get me started on that. I don't want to get you started, man.
1: quite frankly. That's happened in the 1960s and 70s, right. Right, though. We can let right. that one go for the moment. But, let uh, it go? Really? Because that's how his entire career got started. Okay?
0: He comes, he comes out of the Vietnam War, this huge hero. Oh, great. Let's make John McCain a senator. And what does he do? Criminy. Not More harm than good in his career, well, I would
1: say. Well, anyway, and, and obviously you're. I wouldn't question your opinion. I have found uh, uh, in my past I have been both upset and thrilled by John McCain repeatedly. I've never been right. one, one or the other. No, <laughs> it's just, always I, gone back and forth. I just find so.
0: it really interesting that we're all lining up to be his big fan because he did something that didn't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> is the bar really that low here in the United States? Yeah. So Evidently.
1: <laughs> So coming up, uh, two words to, expl- to explain why old-time religion types support the Trump administration despite Donald's undecidedly unchristian behavior, as well as a, uh, a poll that reveals Americans' opinions on poor people by both traditional religious and modern spiritual people. I <laughs> get the term right, uh, that is coming up. This is, uh, I'm Jeff Stein with Erica Ferriston and Jeff Hendrick, and this is Jeff's World. Cold enough to chew my bones
6: The Times had a story that said Mike Pence, the vice president, is planning to run for president if Trump doesn't run for a second term. So Pence got nervous and issued a statement strongly denying all of it. He said the article was disgraceful and offensive to me, my family, and our entire team. He said the suggestion he's running for president in 2020 is laughable and absurd. Right. Why would Mike Pence want to be president in 2020? He's going to be president much, much sooner than that. It Maybe a re-election thing, but not only did the Pence team put out the statement denying it, he's starting some kind of shadow campaign for 2020, they also released this advertisement. Mike Pence is a dedicated public servant with the vision and passion it takes to lead this country. Not that he wants to. <laughs> from our cities to our cornfields, from the heartland to the coast. Mike Pence has no interest in overseeing any of those places. <laughs> Mike Pence has the kind of foreign policy experience to keep America safe. If he wanted to do that, which he doesn't.
1: <laughs> this is Jeff's World, the home of truth, justice, sarcasm, laughs, and epiphanies all while looking at the American way of life. I'm Jeff Stein with Eric comparison and Jeff Hendrick. That was Jimmy Kimmel, obviously, uh, having some fun with Mike Pence, who's, who's not announcing announcing. Dude. You, you've, you're you filing paperwork, you've got a pack. You're it's like uh, so obvious.
0: You, no, 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 no. Do you know what the PAC is actually doing? Mm. It's funneling his defense team.
1: Uh, no, that's true. Uh, you, uh, by the way, if you're a Trump supporter and you've scammed some money to Trump, that is an article you should read about how they've been using all of the quote-unquote campaign money for oh, yeah. 2020 on legal defense. Oh, yeah. Which,
3: by the way, is illegal.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. you know, the oversight it of violates- the FEC
3: campaign finance right. law but you know what? what it's happening anyway
0: because
1: they control the FEC yeah the Federal Election Commission that's how it works so you know it, it is a banana republic in a lot of respects that way but in the so now we go to Mike Pence why don't we have ago. bananas then <laughs> 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 I want some bananas should not have bananas <laughs> and <laughs> mangoes <laughs> but uh, this is a random one they did a poll <laughs> yeah. in New Hampshire okay and between John live free K- or die yeah exactly uh, between John uh, Kasich and Donald Trump. And Kasich beats Trump 52 to 40 in New Hampshire okay. among Republican voters. Of course, this is you know, a million years away from a 2020 election, which Donald Trump won't even make because Jimmy Kimmel did make the correct observation. He will not finish, I don't believe, I don't see how he could finish his first term When his approval ratings are 24 and he's destroying the place, um, they'll make Mike Pence governor And that, by the way, is the tease. Two words that explain why old-time religious types are with the Trump administration. Those two words are Mike
0: Pence. Yeah, no, this was never about Trump being president. This is about Mike Pence being
1: president. They love him. Of course they do. And He's going to usher in a theocracy for them. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so you Unless, know this, of course, I get a gun. And you put this article up on yours, uh, an upworthy article uh, that Jeff Hendrick put up on the Facebook page. is 20 things Mike Pence did while you weren't looking and why it matters. Oh, man. Because he's been very busy.
0: He thinks the Bible is the book to run this country by, and I got a big freaking issue
3: with that. Which version of the Bible?
1: His. Mm. Yeah, the, well, it's it's not even so much a version of the Bible. It's it's the uh, cherry picking of the Bible. Uh, you That's know? my point. Yeah, it's like so. Come let's on. let's
0: just call it what it is. It's the King James perversion of the Bible.
2: Oh!
1: Yeah. So uh, you can look at this on the Facebook page, and I, and I do recommend it. It's fascinating because when you look at what Pence has been doing, he's been quietly kind of doing a shadow presidency yeah. where he meets with the evangelical types, the religious, uh, the hardcore religious types, and says, don't worry, we got this. Don't worry, we got this. And not only we got this, meaning when he becomes elevated to president, he'll get it done. He's been whispering in Trump's ear, and Trump's been doing it. You know, he, there's, and this the article talks about one thing after the other. Like banning where, birth control. You know, well, and, not
3: banning it, but unfair. Uh, defunding yeah. uh, birth control. Which and... worked
0: so well in his home state of Indiana when he did that to Planned Parenthood. They had an AIDS epidemic. Way to go, Mikey. And there's but little... then again, that's probably cool because he probably thinks gay people should be dead anyway.
1: There's little mean things, too. One of the debates that's going on in the prison system, I don't think it's here in California, as I recall, but in elsewhere, is that women in prisons in other states have to pay for their own tampons. And their own uh, menstrual products, wherever that may be. And oh, and they're not—they're not at regular prices either. No, of course. If you know anything about the the, this, the penal Capitalism. system. Yeah, I mean, if you know anything about the penal system, they charge. They've got all kinds of uh, bankings and things the Walmart and various $5 companies. Five dollars
0: a minute to use yeah, the to phone. Use,
1: sometimes it can be that expensive. Sometimes it's better, uh, but there's it can be very expensive. Use the emails cost money. Phones cost Everything, money. Just, it's they all charge, money, 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 money. And so here's these people that are incarcerated for for whatever reason. That's obviously d- individual cases, but they're being gouged while they're incarcerated. The fa- which means the families of the incarcerated are basically being gouged to pay for their tampons. Including, but
0: that's okay because they're all black and brown people jeff so it doesn't matter the good religious white christian fearing wealthy people of this nation are going to be just fine so everybody calm down and have another bud light yeah
1: um but uh and mike pence too he's the guy not only is is he ready and able to do all this uh but he's again he's been whispered into into trump's ear and gotten some of this stuff done like the transgender that random tweet um, they say they it was basically Pence. You not, know? Ra- not random, though, because that happened. I know it wasn't random. It wasn't random. Now, what
0: happened the day the day he tweeted that about transgender? Do you also know what happened? We talked about it earlier in the show today. Yeah. That's when Manafort's house got raided. Right. The very day that he tweeted about transgender. Yeah. It was a big cover. It was just a big... And we never heard about Manafort's house getting raided, did we? Until yeah. today. And so what Pence does is... The timing
3: of that, that sounds accurate, but... Oh, it the is. transgender thing was a deal that Trump made with the right-wing- Through Pence. ...members of Congress. They would support funding his wall- If he kicked the transgenders out. If he, trans- he out kicked of, yeah. the transgenders yeah. trans- right. out. Right. That right. was the
0: bargain. Yeah.
3: And keep going, because you're making my point that I started this show with- yeah. ...that this country has been taken- th- There has been a coup of the right- Wing, whatever they call themselves, alt right extremists, and there is so much stuff from scientists being kicked out, uh, you know, ambassadors not being put into place, uh, departments being completely four, gutted. Four
0: hundred still, uh, over four hundred people need to be put in place because stuff is just not getting so done. You're
3: making the point, yeah, 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 showing all these things that Mike Pence. And the Republicans have been doing this whole time while Trump tweets. And then you've
0: got this uh, this lunatic Robert Jeffers from the family found whatever freaking hate group he runs saying that uh, Trump has the moral authority from God to take North Korea off the board. Yeah. Right. Really? How convenient. I know. Again, as as the lovely Erica asked earlier in the show, who would Jesus nuke?
1: So one of the things Pence likes to do, it seems, that with this pattern, is we've not watched what, like, he'll go to a speech and he'll work with one right, one re- religious group or another, is that he kind of cues these things up. And then as soon as Trump needs a distraction, like the transgender thing, you know, he'll just jump in and say, well, uh, do this. Get rid of abortion rights. Get rid of this rights. You'll love it. The base will love it. They'll get all excited f- for you. It'll eat up 24 to 36 hours on the news exactly. cycle. Cut
3: funding for birth control you for know? teenagers.
1: And remember, Mike Pence is the guy who passed a law in Indiana to make to force women to have funerals for their miscarriages so this is the kind of
3: miscarriages. miscarriages
1: that is a that is beyond a sick
0: freak it's thing just, to do man but that it is feeds
3: just. the economy
0: because then you <laughs> have
3: to like i guess go to a funeral home that's right. and have a service that's
1: right oh good so on the question of whether they asked people what do you think of poor people Right and and who are, the, who are the people they asked? Jeff. They asked uh, the Christian religious types as well as the uh, more modern spiritual types, if you will, for lack of a better term. Um, and
3: you don't have to say modern; you could just say spiritual. I you could
1: say could. secular as well. I yeah, guess that's I mean, a good secular is different because I mean, we need new terms. Like, I don't consider I consider myself a Christian in the sense that I think everything that Jesus said rocked. Period. And so, in that sense, if you're saying, "Am I a follower of what Jesus the Christ said?" Then, yeah. But at the same time, obviously, I'm dominated by exactly Buddha, Tao. Do you
3: consider yourself a Buddhist? But that's
1: the weird part. Yes, in the sense, but I don't, and that's why I say we need a different term because I'm just looking at all these religions and saying, "So
3: you would be spiritual?" Yeah,
1: spiritual, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, where is the term? And so, spiritual versus uh, dogmatic, maybe, is the word. Because even Christians I don't like to say, Well, Christians this or Christians that and it's like, Well, wait a second, I'm a Christian and I don't believe that uh I don't take the Bible, turn it upside down for hate. I would take the Bible and say, Read what Jesus said, it's pretty clear. <laughs> Love each other, duh. What you, know? you what you need is the Jeffersonian Bible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously—and then even a—I just think that, you know, I don't think it's a—that religion is dead in the sense that we have to go with a 2,000-year-old book. You know, (laughs) this is constantly evolving, and we're always constantly evolving, and if you believe in God and God and an interaction of a larger and higher self, well, why would that stop 2,000 years ago? And they shut off connection. That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, me, I think I think
0: well once it, once it gets hijacked and you take something that is spiritually good for most of humanity and you make it a weapon, then you've lost it. You've lost mm-hmm. any godlike quality you had
1: about it. So tell, so tell us about this. So the numbers nearly twice
3: religious and the spiritual.
1: Right. So forty six percent of all Christians said that a lack of effort is generally to blame for a person's poverty, compared to twenty nine percent of all non Christians who thought so. And then 53% of white evangelical Protestants blamed lack of effort, while 41% blamed circumstances. And 50% of Catholics blamed lack of effort, while 45% blamed circumstances. So if you're
0: poor, it's your fault because God hates you. Welcome to church, everybody.
1: And people who are atheist, agnostic, or have no particular affiliation, again, we don't have a clear subset, said that difficult circumstances are more to blame when a person is poor than a lack of effort by 65 to 31%. Yeah. So if you're Way not, more Christ like with the non religious folk. And, huh? How and, about that? And exactly. And, and my Bible thumping friends, which I love having discussions with, will point to the passages in, especially the Old Testament, that. Do blame poverty on a lack of effort. There are quotes in the great. Bible. Great, let's
0: go back to the Old Testament. Not what then. Jesus said. No, that's great. Yeah, how you feel about selling your kids, Erica? Yeah. Think you can get a good price for Jack and James? Not going to do it. How about raping
1: somebody's sister?
0: How about having to marry your your We're brother's to stone stone widow him? Yeah. And if she goes in public while oh she's
1: menstruating? Oh she's you're menstruating. supposed to stone her. How about that? I'm oh menstruating my God! Oh my Right now. So yeah. we we got to stone you. We have to stone or you to get you Oh my I'm God! I'm gonna
3: Jeff.
0: <laughs> you're wearing a fa- a shirt with two fabrics. I am. We're gonna have to take you out in the garden and stone your ass that's to death. That's right, to Leviticus. <laughs> Wait,
3: you can't wear a shirt no, you can't with two fabrics.
0: Yeah, That's
3: some crazy disrespect, right there. You ready for this?
0: Are you ready for this, Erica? Hold
3: on. I'm menstruating in public. Give me a moment. Okay, hang on.
0: (laughs) I know. You may not understand this because you're currently unclean. However, (laughs) as they say, unclean. uh, The the statute that forbids the wearing of mixed fabrics is ahead of the one that says you shan't lie with a man the way you lie with a woman. How about that? They were more concerned. They were more concerned with (laughs) integrating your fabrics than they were about Mm -hmm. homosexuality. But let's, you know. Save that for another yeah. cherry picking episode. Yeah. Maybe
3: men are supposed to get intimate standing up. I don't know. I don't hello.
1: Know. So yeah, you can't lay with them. You have to stand I mean up. If,
3: we're gonna be literalists <laughs> if we're gonna be literal <laughs> about it. So wait, doesn't this mean since I'm menstruating Hello yes, everybody yes. making hello. this so public? My eggs are dying. Yes. <laughs> so should I have a funeral for them? Oh good luck.
0: Only if you're in Indiana. <laughs>
3: Do you think I could get Mike Pence to bless my dead eggs? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not?
2: <laughs> oh
0: man! Only,
1: only if you name them. So you what's can the good news? Totally edit that out. No, it's all beautiful. <laughs> so what's good news? The good news is is that this is how awakenings occur because this is a minority. I mean, this isn't like the majority oh my of folks.
3: God,
2: and
1: regionally it's a majority. And they if you, instance, are
3: ruling.
1: They are currently in charge of the federal wheels of government in many states, but not uh, obviously all some of them. Some city
3: municipalities. Yeah, etc.
1: Some and, parks. But uh, <laughs> this is how the awakening occurs. <laughs> so one menstruating in public at a time, we will uh, get this together uh, because it's making much more sense. And certainly anyone under 35 just doesn't see the world. I mean, it, it, the numbers get smaller and smaller. It, you know, most of this last... Well, if we get those people extreme.
3: pregnant yeah. and don't give them jobs, yeah. they'll be so busy trying to survive that they won't be able to participate in well, politics and change things. And, of course,
1: one of the things that Pence has been fighting hard to get rid of is what thing called Title X, which is a thing that was invoked during Nixon that provides support and funding for poor people in family care so that, you know, they don't have prenatal care. They don't have birth care. They don't have all these sort of things. It's, and it's, they want to cut that all off. Because it's a moral
0: failing on their part, Jeff. Don't right. you understand right. the poor people— They should be abstinent. They should be dead. It's <laughs> so— They should be dead. They are a drain <laughs> on the rest of us. Mike Pence and all the good, God-freeing Christian people know that, that poor people are the reason everything sucks in this country.
1: So let's just kill them all. Well, when you feel victimized, when you are going through your life saying, I don't have enough, I'm struggling, life is hard, my wage is low, I don't have any future, I can't take care of my kids. Well, and then someone shows you a Bible passage that says poor people are lazy, that's going to feel very satisfying because you're going to go right into blame and revenge, and it's going to feel better than acknowledging your own victimhood. And that's why that obviously occurs. And so then the way to and support it keeps that-
3: And the, the self-blame yes. instead of looking at, oh, wait. It's these people that are exporting our manufacturing companies, which is why I can't get a job. But let's not look there. Let's just look at laziness.
1: So let's, yeah, exactly. And so it's our job to speak from the truth, which is that look, there's more than enough for everyone, and there always has been. Always has been. We can structure a system which supports not only efforts so that those who make more effort get more results, but that it also lifts the least among us, which is in the Bible. and so we can do that, to, we can do to, them both. No, 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 Jeff, not in the part that we pay attention to. <laughs> no, it is the part that no, they no, pay attention no, no, to, too. No, 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 they no, pay attention no, to that, too. No. They just get caught up in the victimhood, which we all do in our own way. It's just they got a Bible that supports their victimhood in certain areas and then also reminds them of their victim in other areas, and that's the that's the game. That's life. But
3: they must they must feel insane.
1: It would be, Because
3: on the one hand, if you look at let's say some poor white evangelical Christians that believe they're in that state because they're lazy, but then also blame Obama and Hillary for it. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I see Republicans where they're, you know, you know, don't have an abortion and they have the the children and they're like, well, you're a jerk for having kids you can't afford.
1: It's like, well, we got to do one or the other, right? It's like, yeah, but you took but away said, the take birth abstinence. control, yeah. So yeah.
3: I guess the human being supposed to never ever no, have well, sex. You're not ever. supposed
1: to have sexual interests, like that's in the Bible too, right? To to, to resist the older parts of the this Bible. This is
3: even married people, though.
1: No, I know. Yeah, only supposed to be for procre- like, procreation. Like Title
3: Ten provided uh, birth control for married people too. Uh, yeah, of course, for po- you know people, you know who are poor it, oh, and doesn't. Well, it's it's have actually a bunch very of kids pro-family. It's
1: incredibly afford. pro-family. And that's the way they should see it. And maybe they will, maybe they won't, but it's our job to kind of see it that way. No, 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 no,
0: no. We don't have to see anything anyway. We we have the moral high ground and everybody underneath us is scum and deserves to (laughs) die. You're speaking for them, yeah. I am speaking for them because I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, so I'm really tired of being judged by people that aren't fit to carry a cup of my poo in their mouth.
1: Well, you share that with the persecuted Christians then, who perceive themselves that way. They feel oh, like they're screw being that. judged.
0: Do not lump me in with
1: those nutters. No, Do not, dude, don't I, you dare. Well, see, don't there you go. You, you just illustrated dare the point. F- really? Yeah, because look, we have to have, we have to seek forgiveness if we want to be the higher moral ground. We have to be able to forgive folks, folks who are lost in their victimhood. I forgive them all the way to hell and back. That's fine.
0: (laughs) You want to be a victim, you got to do what you got to do. But don't don't track your mud onto my carpet is all I'm asking. Okay? Because I want my freaking feet at the door and I leave my shoes and the crap outdoors. So you want to track your crap in here into my home, into my house, into my philosophy?
1: Then we're going to have words. And that is exactly the sentiment. I know you don't like me to compare, but that's, that's a the sentiment. Muslim that.
3: thing, right? Leaving your shoes at the door. It's a
1: Hawaiian thing. That's yeah. right, it's a right. Hawaiian right. thing. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's a lot of things, actually. Apparently, Asian just, as well. It's a clean thing. It's don't a, bring the thing. sand in the house, brother. Yeah. What you doing? But you, one, one last point as we move on here is, uh, Erica. Uh, when I s- talk to one of my favorite Bible thumper friends, a very Bible literalist, I should say that not give him a, a pejorative there, a Bible literalist. He does. He gets. We get into a corner in the conversation. And you can see the look on his face. He's stuck. He's like, well, God says this, but then God also says that, and I just see, don't know what to do. Right. And see, this like, is the problem you know.
0: when you try to run a society on a 6,000-year-old fairy tale. <laughs> Now you run you into problems it, when you call it a fairy tale. I have every right to call it a fairy tale because I got you news have for a right. Even, no, well, but, you but have the a Bible right.
3: literists believe that the planet is six thousand years old and we walk Insanity. with dinosaurs. Insanity! That th- those are not facts. Yeah, that's not up for debate. That's a
1: fairy tale. Yes. Uh, again, I'm not going to defend it, but um, the when <laughs> there are many folks, certainly I know who. Can look at the Bible and see it as metaphor and parable and guidance. Fantastic, and that's what we want to encourage. We don't want to be as as angry as they are and say, "Well, you know, you guys are losers because you can't figure it out." You gotta, you know, try try to hold the space of like, okay, I could see where your Bible literalism makes you feel more
3: stable. I I think people can, but I think when when the Bible literalists want. (laughs) Bible Bible literalist legislation passed on the people of the land, that's where the resistance comes from. Correct. And that they need to accept that. That's their part in this. You beautifully brought it back around to Mike Pence.
0: Exactly. If you want a theocracy, go buy an island and have one because that is not what this country was ever established to be.
1: We knew that when the founders put down A very clear separation of church and state. They knew, and we know to this day, that that was going to be an ongoing battle. Uh, Because we. Damn
0: right. They they set the country up specifically to
1: battle. To remind people that this is a a gray area that must be made clear by the populace because there will be those who are going to go black and white one way. Into no, it's a theocracy, and there'll be those who say there is, you know, the atheists who say there is no religion, and I'm sick of you guys saying anything. And so, this is the game. Right now, we've got Mike Pence on the verge of one last theocratic gasp. And even if that occurs, which he probably will be president, at least temporarily, depending upon the timing of the Mueller investigations. And as wow. he's president temporarily, the one advantage is, is it puts that philosophy out and says, Is this really who we are as an America? This will try. I know it won't. This will try you know, yeah.
3: theocracy. And dictatorship work so much better with capitalism than democracy works with capitalism, oh, and absolutely. that's why you see so much support that's for true. these kinds of rules. True. I mean, right now you have uh, our you know government considering through Eric Prince to have um, private armies, private armies with their own private planes. And with private corporations, we already have, corporations already have their own private police, which we saw them uh, maim and destroy Americans in Standing Rock.
0: Right, in North Dakota, yeah.
3: I mean, this is, you know. We're already is, there. Walmart's going to have their own private police army
1: this is why we do shows like this this is why we pay attention because if we bring light to it and awareness to it we will see it coming we will respond and we won't be just sitting down and letting mike pence have a free theocracy it's just not gonna happen turn on turn (laughs) on the lights and scatter the roaches everybody and speaking to the roaches coming up some facts to shed light on sinclair broadcasting and an emerging trump state tv which would also obviously try to organize the roaches but i can give you a little spoiler it's that's coming up here on Jeff's World. This is Jeff's World, the place where social, political, popular, and unpopular culture is seen through the lens of possibility, purpose, and punchlines. I'm Jeff Stein with Eric Harrison and Jeff Hendrick. It always gets heated in here because we kind of take it seriously. Um, we're really into this, and we care. That, you, that you can't re- get mad unless you care. And that and we don't run the AC while we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it actually
0: physically
3: gets hot in here
0: too. Yeah,
1: we're, we're kind of—it's li- like a Sedona hothouse like in a, here, like and, a uh, sauna. Yeah.
3: So, but global warming's not real. Uh, it's ah, not real. Only it's in here. Only in here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you, how but- come I'm never funny and I'm just very serious all the time?
0: You're funny. Don't even start that. You're not funny. Oh, you're. Cut it oh out. yeah. Stop like stop jokey,
3: it. jokey, jokey, jokey. I'm like global warming. <laughs> so you just We're all us gonna laugh. die. It's happening. You know, what? we should just end this recording right now. Because what's the point? Oh Humans out. Oh my god. <laughs> Humans
1: out. Ants in. Next show, please. <laughs> All right. So, if you don't know what's going, this is phase beautiful. four. Um, but really, think about it. I, again. The lesson I say there is that when, when you hear the, the, the anger and the sentiment, always remember: if something pisses you off, it's because you're, you're afraid. being. Yeah, I'm afraid. You can't be mean unless you've first been scared. And you feel as though, it's obviously, uh, politics in particular, is the fear that other people's ideas and that you disagree with will be forced upon you. And it will, it will become between you and your freedom, you and your desires, you and your hopes. And, pretty, pretty much what I'm seeing now yep, these yep. days. Pretty much, yeah. kind of, you know. And so the, the the point is is that this is a belief game. This is an empowerment game. And the way that democracies, especially ours, has always survived every previous BS, and we on our previous BSs are way worse than the ones we're having now. And we're what
3: two hundred and, and what years old? Yeah,
1: exactly seventy something, yeah. right? And so and, we're, a, we're a newbie. Oh, uh, we're, we're young a newbie on the block. But again, we're not. Uh, beating labor bosses and killing them in the streets. We're not beating women who are trying to get votes. We're doing other things. We're in Standing Rock, and my as my co-house co-host to point out. Depends we got, on what color your skin we've is. We got yeah, our I was ugly. Just
0: about to I was just about to say it depends on exactly how much melanin you got cursed into right. your skin level, man. Because uh, ask Philando, Philando Castillo
3: Michael Brown.
0: Michael Brown, any of these guys if, well, if we're where we need to be. So, I know so.
1: we're not where we need to be. We will always be evolving and every new generation will think it's bad. This is the this is the thing about it. We've talked about the Renaissance I was referred to the greatest social political economic spiritual technological renaissance in the history of mankind which we are experiencing we will not realize until it's over in the same way that if you were like you say philando castile horrible injustice the man who was shot abiding the law on camera and his the cop was acquitted was the nra
3: right? outrage about that by yeah. the way
1: well i don't want to change it too um, wrong, much okay. wrong wrong but color the, wrong topic. Right, but wrong the point color. is is that yeah. if you go back just 50 years there were five thousand lynchings in one year, or whatever. You know, I mean, this is the difference. And then you say, "Well, that's not very encouraging." No, it isn't. That's not going to make you feel better. Uh, you know, that's no, we're just we're shooting for less worse, I yeah, guess, not better. And, and that's it's, <laughs> the point is, is that society will always be. Feeling like that, it's a question of perspective. Are we improving or not? Is there? You want to make a list of all the terrible things? Yeah, there's a lot of terrible things. You want to make a list of all the people that and how they felt about those terrible things? That's incredibly encouraging to me. You know, even the, the discussions we're having about a narcissistic president and all this stuff is really good for us because many, most of us are going, well, that doesn't make any freaking sense. And we just get so scared by the people who go, oh, that is making sense. Let's double down. We get scared by the double downers. But the rest of and us— And I think the
0: reason we get scared by the double downers is because those of us that, that operate in the in the theater of logic <laughs> look at these people and just say there's, there's no way you could be operating with any sort of logic if you are proposing these forms of legislation that are so cruel, so draconian, and so harmful to your fellow citizens. Okay, these aren't strangers— these are fellow Americans you're screwing over with these yeah. policies and that's what
1: that's what irks me and they do it out of fear and that's the bottom line. no no they do not no, do not no no, no they, you can't be mean unless you've first been scared they're afraid no. the world is falling apart and I think the only resolution is to crack down on what they consider no. avarice and I think at the very
3: top do it out of greed
1: exactly Yeah. Well, exactly greed is greed is a reaction to the idea of what we said in the last segment which is if you perceive that poor people are lazy and draining on the system greed is justified in your mind Then, because you look at it like well I've got to stop but I don't want to get a world like the poor people that are just sponging I I need to make a world that's based on merit and effort, even though it's a false merit and effort.
0: Nah, that's a bunch of crap. Of course it is, because you're looking at the poor people as this is this is some guy I can take an advantage of because I have more money and I have more power and screw him because of my myopic moral perception that he is somehow less, less than me. Yeah, because I have more money. I got news for you: money doesn't make you a morally superior being ever.
1: Yeah, it's the victimhood. But okay, we're gonna go, we're going go around the circle here. I wanted to go on to the next topic, which is the Sinclair Broadcasting thing. If you don't know what's going on, the best way to describe it is to let Chris Hayes from MSNBC. He put together a particular little package, and uh, and that'll explain what we're talking about. So
6: I've got a message for certain students. Listen up closely, snowflake. Yes, I'm talking
1: to you. I <laughs> just set that up. He starts with a clip from Sinclair Broadcasting. Uh, one of the a typical. Uh, you know, right wing, if you will, uh, that that, that put these packages they put on Sinclair Broadcasting. So he starts with this.
6: uh, I'll start it over again so you can get. I've got a message for certain students. Listen up closely, Snowflake. Yes, I'm talking to you. You, the social justice warrior who whines for trigger warnings and safe spaces. College isn't a babysitting service. It's time to grow up, Snowflake. Okay, that's a taste of what you might have seen on your local news, at least if your local news station is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, a
0: relatively obscure media behemoth that, unbeknownst to most of its viewers, insists
1: its stations run these right-leaning commentaries and news packages. Now, Sinclair already owns more than 170 stations in 81 markets, covering an estimated 38 percent of U.S. households, and it wants to get bigger. A proposed $3.9 billion deal to buy Tribune Media
0: would give Sinclair another 42 stations and the ability to reach 72% of U.S. households. Now, that level of dominance of the airways by a single company is supposed to be outside the bounds of the law. But this spring, President Trump's very pro-business FCC chairman, Republican Ajit Pai, invoked a controversial loophole in the law that would allow the deal to go through. And now, despite heated opposition, the deal is widely expected to be approved. You know, this is, a, is in a certain way, the definition of the swamp that Donald Trump wanted to, to change when he came to office. You know, Sinclair is pushing pro-Trump segments. They hired one of his former campaign staffers, Boris Epstein. And now the Trump White House is passing regulation to favor their media ally. I mean, this is a, you know, a this sort of symbiotic relationship. Anyone who is on the position of being against crony capitalists. Them, they should not, you know, reward this behavior. Yep, Teddy Roosevelt is spinning in his grave so <laughs> rapidly right <laughs> now. He could, f- he could fuel a city. Yeah, we could harness the energy. We could but... harness the energy off of him because his his anti monopoly stat uh, st- status on this. Was legendary.
1: He's one of my favorite Republicans for that because he stood up the coal industry, who was literally just saying, Hey, screw people. We want to raise prices. And people were dying of frost. And yeah. he said, Either you f- stop monopolizing and controlling colluding prices, or I will come in and use the army to force you to. Right. I'll come over and take over your coal. And line. he never had to, fortunately, but he was a Republican with the, the guts to say, You're killing people with your corporate ways and your collusion, and we're not going to allow
3: it. So today's Republicans would call Teddy Roosevelt a snowflake.
1: Yeah, yeah. So or a socialist. Stein. Now, now Stein. some Republicans are stepping up, quite a few on this deal. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's going
3: through. <laughs> yes, this
1: deal is going go through. Because not
3: enough Republicans are stepping up, and that's the game politicians play. And I've seen it up close and personal. Yeah, look, we know this is going to go through, but uh, we're really worried about you know uh, what people think of Republicans. So let's have, I mean, and maybe some of those Republicans are genuinely stepping up, but it's not enough, and this violates, you know, our antitrust laws. But it's happening anyway. Thirty nine
1: percent was the most you could own of uh, of the market, and this goes way beyond that. Obviously.
3: a coup and a takeover. Do you not see how they're taking over the airwaves? Do you know that is the most important thing when taking over a country? When the when the UN came in and to interfere, what was going on between the Hutus and the Tutsis? Yep. The first thing they did was cut the radio airwaves of that. Uh, hate uh you yeah. know DJ yeah. that was telling uh i think it was to go the toots to kill, kill the, the yeah. tutsis i think i T-T's. got that right but do you do you, do you not see that that is what is <laughs> happening cuz i feel like you don't i see this th- is not okay this is not funny this is happening do you understand how much violence has increased since Donald Trump's rhetoric? Do. do you see that we owning this amount of airwaves and and this kind of uh, language and broadcasting increases it even more? Do you uh, not see how the minority becomes the mi- majority? Propaganda, I brainwashing. I,
1: agree. I agreed with everything you said to the last sentence. Go ahead. What do you want to say, Jeff? I
0: Henry. just have. A, I just want to toss this out here. If uh, if this. Broadcast company wasn't named Sinclair. Let's say it was named Al Jazeera. Would right. we be having the same discussion? <laughs> That's right. If this was the Buddhist network, if this was the Zionist network, if this it was depends the, on
3: who owned it.
0: If if this was the hey big bunch of college freak, dope smoking atheist network, would we be having this conversation? So yes, we should.
1: Yes is the answer. Yes, I agree with everything you said, Erica. In terms of. If a narcissist is coming in to burn the house down, we got to prevent the house from bring burned down. And this is a legitimate circumstance where if they controlled enough media and force-fed people hate, we'd have a problem. But what I'm looking at, again, the helpers, the people that are responding, first of all, there's... Everyone from Newsmax to some of the most right-wing organizations ever are opposing this deal. Will it still go through? Yes. But the point is, is the voices are already occurring on the right. Yeah, you know why? You want to know why? It's not because they object to Sinclair. It's they object to Sinclair
0: drowning them out. That's the only reason they're objecting. That's part of it, though. So don't start. Don't start like they're- No, I'm not not saying they're
1: virtuous. Wait
3: until Sinclair gives them money to then buy them out and incorporate them in.
1: Yeah. everybody. So- You can look at the slippery slope as inevitable and terrifying, or you can look at how we're responding and what really can happen. Okay, so let's say this deal goes through; they get seventy percent of the market, and they're putting in these these news packages in various local stations. They're not news packages; they're propaganda packages. I do not propaganda packages. Okay, fair enough. Let's say they are, are successful with that. First of all. Their ideas will never become mainstream just because they're repeated. It's it, people do not believe this. You don't kind know of, how
3: propaganda and works.
1: Secondly, uh, they're grabbing old forms of media. This every so
3: they'll get an eighteen-year-old to help them use social media.
1: Yeah, well, they're going to have a lot of trouble because the, eight, anyone under forty doesn't get their information this way, and so they're kind of getting grabbing a dying or uh, control of a dying piece of the media in a small way. It's not that significant yet. Now, do we, is it a slippery slope? Could it get worse and worse and worse? Absolutely, it could get worse and worse and worse. We've got to watch it. But it's people like us in this room, as well as our listeners, as well as just the vast majority of people who are like, this is not going to happen. We're not going to let this kind of believe we, this garbage all the day. People don't have a voice in this. Don't you get that? Don't you
0: understand I that this this has been disagree. wrested out of our control? We've got guys in DC who don't give a you know what, about us. They want to feed us to whatever war machine will grind us up and spit them out for another couple of pennies on their dividend. Listen. They don't care, Jeff. I, they don't I, give a shit.
1: I don't argue with their with with your assessment of their motives. I am only saying to you guys that we're better than that. We're
0: not It gonna doesn't fall matter how good it. we are, how much yeah, better does. we are. We don't have control. Okay? We have a very limited, narrow-minded bunch of pinheads that want to run this into a theocracy. Why can't you see that?
1: I see their motives.
4: You see their motives. I they're, see they're, that getting they're getting it in done.
1: office. I see their motives. I see that they're in office, but I also see that we're Title 10. Knocking down the fending
0: for Planned Parenthood. Do you want to go through the twenty list of pence again, man? They're getting it done. Don't look at me and tell me that this is some paranoid fantasy on my part. No, man. I'm not saying I'm it's a paranoid fantasy.
1: I see their control and I see their uh, darkness that they are trying to purport. And they're just dis-
0: and they're trying to they're trying to sell it to me as light, and that is what really grinds my hide. Yeah. Okay, you're going to tell you- me that you're some kind of holier than thou guy, and then you're 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 crushing people and you're denying them health care, and you're denying them basic human rights don't talk to me about jesus because you don't know the man
1: but they're feeding this propaganda to a dying constituency it's not th- and they're desperate and they're terrified yes. and they should and be because you know fail. what and they should they are the past this is the end this is the last gasp of a dying idea good these are the flat earthers that are going Good. away because the Earth is round. But unfortunately,
0: they still have a, sh- a ton have, of power. They do.
1: Okay, and that, and is, that why is And that is what that is what gets up. that is what
0: gets me so angry about this. I know. Is that we have. It's we, scary that they have that much power. We have we have men that don't have two two nickels with a common sense to rub yeah. together, and they're running the damn
1: show. But, like, for instance, you know, they have their little niche, and it's feeding the people who want to hear it. Like, one of the fascinating things that Rachel did a great thing on is she kept showing National Enquirer covers. Now, if you know anything about the National Enquirer, it is read almost entirely by people over 65 who are scared to death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, about it, about everything, yeah. And they're very conservative. They're very Republican, and they're very old. These and that is a perfect example. So when they see this report on Sinclair about snowflakes at college, they go, "Yeah, that's how they are." But the quote unquote snowflakes in college hear that and go, "Click goodbye." They don't. They don't even hear it. They don't. They don't believe it for a second. So they're feeding. These last tiny little minority, you said yourself, the people that voted for Trump represent a small portion. And most of them were disillusioned folks who voted for Obama, too, and were looking for change. The people who actually support this kind of theocratic crazy is such a small portion and a dying portion of this country. It doesn't matter. It
6: doesn't matter.
1: It does matter. No,
0: it doesn't. Not if the people in charge are of that ilk. Well, it doesn't I matter mean, how small that percentage is, if the people running the show are these lunatics. Well, won't right? Because be if you forever.
3: look at if you if you look really? at South Africa, I mean, there's lots of examples. I think where the minority. Are in power and do control and suppress the majority. Yeah, the the, the and,
1: apartheid they had their such, of course,
3: and that's just one example. Yeah, and
1: that so, fell you, of its weight too. Yeah, which is where we're falling because we yes. got we got a bit this of this will apartheid. fall of its weight. We will not become a theocratic country that that lives to some Bible literalism that's in total contradiction to its own literalism. Really, because that's yeah. the laws we're passing right now, Chiefus. It is. This is the okay. last gasp. This is the last gas. But
0: somebody needs to put a pillow over this corpse and finish it. That's what we do. That's I what shows think, like this do.
3: Yeah, and and that is that is why I do love participating on this show. Is because I feel that it gets this kind of information out yep. there, which then gives me hope. Because otherwise, you know, there's obviously lots of other shows that are doing that, but uh, speaking out and amplifying that to. Um, Listeners who will then tell other people that's that's the only way I know how to combat such, um, you know, propaganda and potential brainwashing.
1: And it gets more and more ridiculous the more the propaganda continues. So coming up, we're going to talk about that because, as I teased earlier in the show, Trump gets a folder full of positive news. This is the real presidential daily briefing. <laughs> he gets a folder of positive news every day. About that, himself. About himself. Ugh. That the people in the White House, especially— Snowflake. Yeah,
4: Spicer. Snowflake!
1: That Spicer and The people. White
3: House is not a babysitter. It's
1: time you grow up. She's Erica Farrison, you heard Jeff Hendrick, and I am Jeff Stein, and this is Jeff's World. It's
2: not the money, it's not the success. Oh my God, looking for something coming
1: through. This is Jeff's World, the place where we try to provide a more satisfying perspective on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in this great little experiment we call America. America! I'm Jeff Stein with Erica Ferris and Jeff Hendrick. You can hear it gets heated in here. And, and it's such an important part because this is life. This is evolution. And, and let me just give this one little tidbit of an example, and maybe this will help. This has been the, the, the human experience for some time, which is that the as people get older, they tend to get scareder and bitterer. <laughs> And that is nothing new. That has kind of been, again, the human experience of time. And that's why the new generations come in, the younger people who have a fresh perspective and say, no, that doesn't make any sense. Your premise on fear, it doesn't hold up. And this is always the cycle. And we have an interesting circumstance, first of all. We have almost two categories in America. We have the baby boomer aging people who are there's a large swath of old folks who were angry and bitter. And I know everybody in this room has had this experience. I remember when I was sitting down with some old friends recently, and I won't name anybody so that I won't uh, <laughs> pointed it out, but I remember how when we were 20-somethings and teenagers, and these old friends of mine, we would look at people in their 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and go, oh, my God, you guys are just so close-minded and bitter and angry. And now... Here I am in my 40s, and I look at my fellow 40 somethings who I was having this conversation with, and one I even stopped and said, You now have become that guy that you used to hate on because he was so close minded and bitter. It's a weird thing that occurs. And and one of the main reasons it occurs is change. When change happens, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And people cling. That's why people are nostalgists or almost always the people who are conservative because they want – conservative in the classic sense, not conservative necessarily in what we're seeing in politics. And so they want things to go back to the way they were. And it scares them it changes so fast. So what do we have? We have a large swath of really old people who grew up in a time before computers, okay, And we have the rapidest, most fastest-moving technological renaissance in the history of mankind. So it's moving faster and changing faster than it ever has. And we've got a large swath of old population who do more voting than people under 40. Mm -hmm. So what happens? We get a spike of crazy. And what does that make everyone do? It makes people under 40 go, what? I've got to participate. So what I see... And you know this, Erica, is this massive wave of people going, I got to get it. Like you always say, Jeff Hendrick, uh, democracy is a participation sport. And the level of participation and awareness is going through the roof in response to the amount of closed minded, crazy old ideas that we want to go back 50 years. No, it's not. Do, well, it isn't in the do, on the congressional federal level. I was no. going to say,
0: man, we I mean, we had again, we had forty one percent of the registered electorate sat the last one out, and that's why we are in the condition that we are now. So it's
1: we're not being inspired. But you know as well as I do. That once the result of the election was in, if you held that election two weeks ago, the participation would have completely changed. Everyone, th- this was a weird anomaly. Everyone thought, everyone was told Hillary was done, the Democrats are going to take the Senate, it's just going to be business as usual, da 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 nobody showed up. And now we've got this, and everyone's going, holy crap, I want to show up, how do I show up? We've talked about how these women's groups that Eric is in eMERGE, they have a conference every year. i said this before in the show. And in Washington, D.C., that used to get about 60 or 70 women who would, to, to teach women how to be candidates. They got 400 last year because people are just going, I'm in. I'm involved. I want to get involved. And that is what is happening. And, yes, there is a large, bitter, close-minded, angry population that is going to go to their grave thinking we should reverse the clock 50 years. And that's our challenge. And I just,
3: you know, if there are any young people listening, people in their 20s, you know, I really encourage you to get involved in local politics, join, join a, uh, I was going to say a Democratic club, (laughs) join a a a club, um, check out, you know, your central committee, just go to meetings, go to neighborhood council, because we still need more. We still need more of you to show up. And, and we need the young people we need. And, and I think, too, a lot of times when young people look at this, and they it's mostly filled with, you know, older people, there's an intimidation factor of like oh they've been doing this so long and i don't really know the language because it's robert's rules of orders i just want to say come anyway because you'll learn that stuff just just come and and you can just ask
1: questions anyway and you'll get it you know yeah, ask
3: questions you'll learn it um and get involved because we need your energy we need your ideas um, we need you know your optimism and and we need your technological skills, frankly yeah, yeah, that's no, a and, joke I'm kidding, but no it, but we do
1: it is and it's happening and it it's it's out there and i I tried it before around the time for the show, but there were a good dozen Special elections uh, in state houses that have flipped seats and that have resulted in new progressive candidates. And not just like progressive versus Democrat versus Republican or whatever, but people who get that, you know, we're one world and we have to be in it together and we have to lift the least among us. All this sort of thing. It's, it's a wave and it is happening. It's there. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got to navigate our fear because, yes, on the federal level, as Jeff Hendrick will point out, <laughs> it's ugly right now. The, 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 the closedest of closed-minded, the angriest of angry, the most victimy of victimy is really the way to put it. Are running the show in a lot of shows, but not everywhere.
3: Well, and I think too, like particularly today, like this show, you know, allows me, and maybe listening to this show allows you to like express your fear, feel yeah. it, because then at the end, I do feel like okay, now I got to get back to work and working for. You know, what I want and not what I'm just against.
1: And what and this is how ridiculous and the more the more the old ideas get clung to, the more insane they get. For instance, Donald Trump getting his double daily briefing of probably- And and this is so funny because all this stuff leaks out and leaks, leaks, leaks. Well, guess what? A lot of folks in the White House are so appalled and disgusted by what's going on that they're leaking it out. But apparently uh, it's still happening. But Reince Priebus and Sean Spicer used to try to nudge each other in to be the first person to give Donald Trump all this folder of propaganda. Because what's his nickname? Uh, it was the uh, t- two Two. what they, they have, they have a nickname about his attention span, the two minute man. They refer to Donald Trump as the two minute man because he demands everything to be a half page. In his words, he wants killer graphics. Oh, my God. <laughs> he told the national security briefing from the Joint Chiefs to say, I need killer graphics and put it on one page. There's one folder he gets that's more than a page and it tends to that's be about 20 brilliant. pages. Yeah, it tends to, he's got a brain smart brain. He gets 20 to 25 pages and mostly what it is is positive cable news chiron. So it's even just and chirons means the little words you see on the screen in the bottom that you know say what topic they're talking about talking about and so they just give him these little like tweets, basically, that say Donald Trump working hard. They show a copy of the Inquirer saying Donald Trump getting going after Hillary, you know, and they just feed it to him. And when they don't have enough chirons, apparently they give him just flattering photos of mm-hmm. himself and tweets <laughs> and tweets and just flat and feed it back to him. But if you are out of touch and I'm watching the, 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 the cables and I'm watching one Republican after the other saying this will be a political disaster because they bring in the nice thing is you got these panelists who were working for George W. Bush or working for Ronald Reagan. They were staffers for them and said, if you keep the president out of touch, you will guarantee your political demise because they won't respond to things. First of all, when you see Donald Trump. He doesn't respond to anything real that would actually help. Only thing he responds to is to double down on his base, which continues to shrink. And then he says, Those polls are fake. And it's like, You can say the polls are fake, but every week they get worse and worse and Your worse. Your Time for magazine you. covers are fake. <laughs> exactly. And so the, it, it's you want truth tellers instead of suck ups. And all he wants is suck ups. And that's all he's getting. And it's going to make him crazier and crazier and obviouser and obviouser. And more people will put on the liar lens and say, well, that doesn't make any sense anymore. If for no other reason than all the stuff that he promised them, it ain't happening. And it's getting worse. In fact, the stuff that they are doing, like they talk about the jobs report, they're bragging about the jobs report. Right. And the dragon about the economy. Guess who that's helping Hillary voters, not to make you guys feel worse, but It's helping cities because the jobs, the only places that wages are having any even the remotest increase are in cities. In rural areas, it's getting worse. So even though there's more jobs, the jobs are getting worse and their jobs are only going to the cities. The 200,000 jobs you heard about, those are going to blue places. They're not going to red districts. So it is getting worse for those who are holding on to the ideology of the propaganda.
3: Meanwhile, the opioid addiction is getting worse in the rural areas. And they're cutting off more funding.
1: You know, and so it, it simply will fall of its own weight and it's going to get uglier and uglier and they're going to convince themselves everything's fine. And you can tell everybody that it's a flat world with all. And you get the best propaganda machine in the world. It won't make a difference if the world is not flat. I mean, you can do propaganda when you're kind of right, kind of wrong. But they're getting so insanely upside down. It's not even making any sense to anybody anymore. <laughs> so, so do
3: you think that makes him more inclined than to start a war?
1: I mean, this is... who Because that's
3: when the American people just kind of rally and forgive everything. We used to. Forget it all.
1: I don't know, though. Because remember, there's lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, we used to rally behind every war from after World War II. And we went through Korea. And Korea was a little squishy. Still rally behind it, right? Mm -hmm. And then along comes a thing called Vietnam. And suddenly we go, wait a minute. Maybe not all wars are moral all the time, Mm -hmm. right? And now we fast forward to this point, and we get 9-11, and we go no wait a minute this this is this is the one moral war nope turned out that wasn't either and even though it had massive support and we all sat around going what are you wrong with you people they figured it out and now of course we look at the Iraq War and says remember remember the campaign it was a rush aren't to say how wrong George Iraq W Bush war? was well yeah, I mean we still have a presence there but it's a fraction of what it was I mean whatever you can argue the particulars but yes in
3: fact I but well, that's I think our we're mess still, we made it uh, in Afghanistan I- in the Korean War aren't we Hunter? Well,
1: we, yeah. Still in a demilitarized zone, we still got 29,000 troops in Korea, in South Korea. Yeah, but if he starts to like do a war with Korea to distract people, it's going to do the opposite. I really believe that. I don't think people can suddenly go, you know what, we're at war. I mean, the crazies on the far right, his base will go, we're at war, you, you snowflakes need you to shut up. But we won't hear that any more than we'll hear, you need to follow our Bible every word. We're not going to listen to either of those things. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people are going to be like, you're crazy. This is a war started for no reason by a madman. We're not supporting this. No one would support this. We have no uh, nothing to gain by being excited about a war with Korea. But then
3: they're like, "Will you disrespect our military.
1: And they'll say that, and we'll go, that's crazy talk. Because right now, oh, by the way, little poll, Military Times, For the first time, a Republican president is upside down with the military. Really? Military active service people and former service people now disapprove of Donald Trump. So he can't even keep the military interested in what he's doing because he's a crazy person who just wants to scream things at at Kim Jong-un. Right? So it it will continue to fall of its weight. But I feel your fear. Yeah. It's scary. I I know. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> All right. I'm
3: going to just leave it there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So that's... Well,
3: well, thank you for pointing that out.
1: I mean, you know, it, it's, there's no one can be convinced in anything. It's not, there's, some, there's no simple magic bullet. It's politics. If you're not into politics, you have to... If you're into politics, you have to have broad view. You can't go war to war, fight to fight, because you'll just drive yourself crazy, thinking that they won, we won, who knows won. It doesn't matter. You have to look at the broader, look at society and say, how are we doing? Are we learning this, you know, and includes even things like The Bachelorette of realizing, wait a minute, this is stupid, too. I mean, <laughs> it's the simple and the trivial all the way out to the narcissist waging war with South North Korea. It, it, it's it's a big awakening for us. I'm very proud of us. You know, I mean, I'm not proud of the people running the federal government right now. It's disturbing and disgusting. But I am proud of a lot of Republicans who say it's disturbing and disgusting. A lot of them aren't sitting in an office. You know, and that's how it always starts. It's the non-office holders who have the bravery. It's the
3: people showing up at the town halls.
1: Yeah, and look at that. Another great thing. The town halls, they're on recess right now, and they're getting an earful, to say the least. We've talked about this before, but it's just getting worse for them.
3: Which, by the way, if any of you want to have a town hall with, with your representative and they don't show up, you have it anyway, and you put up an empty chair, with that person's name on it, and you have it, and you record it, and go for it.
1: So when we come back, I want to do a last bit of the down, the ground swell, and then some of the infighting and the lightning round as we uh, finish up. What has been a very, very emotional, a very emotional episode of Jeff's World.
3: You're giving me a million reasons to let you go. You're
5: giving me a million reasons to quit the show. On to stay.
4: Nonetheless, Trump is taking 17 days To get away from D.C. and relax Although, he keeps insisting he's working He tweeted on Saturday Working in Bedminster, New Jersey This is not a vacation Meetings and calls <laughs> Meetings and calls sounds like how an 8-year-old Would describe an adult job <laughs> This is not a vacation Meetings and calls and secretaries and desks Hashtag briefcase hey, Trump says He's at his golf course taking meetings and calls, because if there's one thing we know about Donald Trump, it's that he loves to work.
3: On Friday, President Trump left town for what the White House called a 17-day working vacation at his golf course in New Jersey, where he was seen greeting wedding
4: guests. Okay, first of all, what are you wearing?
1: You guys see You're that? The
4: president, oh God, not a hungover cruise director. Who's ready for some shuffleboard? All right, yeah. Second, is there anything scarier than Trump walking into your wedding and going, where's the bride? <laughs> we not learn. Like, come on. Come on. Also, why does Trump spend so much time at weddings? We know he's not a hopeless romantic. Oh, marriage is the best. You're going to have the greatest three to five years of your life. Now, we've already played many clips on this show of Trump criticizing then President Obama for taking vacations and promising to never leave the White House himself if he won. In fact, we've played so many of those clips that we've run out. There aren't any left. I mean, it's not like there's an infinite number of clips of Trump contradicting himself. What's that? There are. You
6: can't leave the White House, go to Hawaii and play golf for three weeks and be a real deal maker. It doesn't work that way. Obama ought to get off the golf course and get down there. I'm not going to be playing much golf. Believe me, if I win this, I'm not going to be playing much golf. I'm going to be working for you. I'm not going to have time to go play golf. I don't take vacations. I don't take vacations. Obama likes relaxing and going on vacations. Me, I like working. I like working, I really do If I get elected president, I'm going to be in the White House a lot I'm not leaving
4: We have deals to move Who the hell wants to leave? I'm going to be there a lot (laughs) To be clear, I'm not criticizing Trump for taking vacations I'm criticizing him for being a lying hypocrite that's Seth Myers.
1: I'm Jeff Stein with Eric Farrison and Jeff Hendrick on Jeff's World, and um, you know, it, it, it,
4: there's
3: so many things for those people to get the liar lens. Yeah, but they still have not. There's they're still holding out.
1: Well, somebody did. Caitlyn Jenner.
3: Oh my God! Finally, right? Wow! Right? Finally. Coke bottle.
1: Right? Lenses.
3: I, I mean, give was, me a break. She was lady. Trump, Trump, Trump,
1: Trump, Trump, Trump. Right? Even it got crazier, and this is my my point. Finally, something got her. And in this case, of course, it was the transgender, uh, you know, quote-unquote tweet, and it didn't even become a ban. See, if she was still equivocating, she could have said, well, he just said it out loud, but, you know, it's not actually going to happen, and it's fine. But instead, she flipped her liar lens, and she's done with him. She, As her quote says, I'm getting rid of my MAGA hat. I made a mistake. I will never do it again. I apologize to all of the trans community, and I'm getting rid of the hat. That's Uh, the liar lens. Congratulations, Caitlin. Who cares? Well, I care only because that's... Why? Because this is how it works. Because
3: you want them to See it for themselves.
1: I want them to see it for themselves. I don't want Bob Mueller to indict him tomorrow. I want them to... I want to get a 24% first. I want people to see it for themselves. I want them to put on their own liar lens, see him as the fraud that he is, and then we can indict him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, just again, we're we're patting people on the back who... The bar is set so low for them to do yeah. something good. Caitlyn, whatever she she is a very confused individual. I think on a number of levels. Anybody who would look at her community that she claims to now embrace and having embraced
1: Trump, they're mutually exclusive. Well, she figured it out? Let's give her the the benefit of of, of, of coming around and having an epiphany. All right, that's all I'm saying. I, I'll, I'll let you because I can't force Caitlyn Jenner to realize that Donald Trump is is, is deceiving her. Only Kate and Jenner can figure that out, and she did. And so I go, good for you.
3: I mean, to I get where Hendrick is coming from, and I know a lot of people are there, and like I feel myself, you know, want to go there too. But the other what what would be so maddening it is if she hadn't flipped at this point, yeah. and I'm just like. It's not that I'm patting her on the back, but to state, I apologize. I was wrong.
0: That's big. All right. I'm it's like, that is
1: big.
3: Okay, cool. Um, welcome,
2: and.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say you're not funny. Oh yeah,
0: no we uh, we kept we kept some milk and cookies for you, Caitlin. Come on into the tent
3: and. I'm st- I'm still gonna watch your actions.
2: Yeah, like you have still right. gotta
3: build right. that trust with me. Like this is a good first step. Come right. on in. Right. We still have some trust building to do. Yeah. So I um, feel that way
1: about a lot of like George Will and and, and David Jolly, different Republicans God, who guys, I yeah. used to disagree with and used to see they were just so mean, and now they've come around and said this is you know, right. Like, but again.
0: What? No, I, I would jump on your wagon, Stein, but I think George Will is a creature of self-preservation first and foremost, <laughs> uh, as a lot of those guys are. And, and, uh, well. and all I want to say to David Frum is, Get a good night of sleep and a shave, Dave. You look like hell on yeah. TV lately.
3: <laughs> and I think that's... But I Doesn't think, he, though? That's
0: kind of
1: true. He needs a shave. He does need
0: a shave. And, like you
1: know... He's worn. It's a Republican sh- uh, scruff now. It's like, I can't believe what's happening to my party. I'm just not going to shave until they get there, until, until they stop being, it's you so know, crazy. Stop, they still, until they start being conservatives again. <sighs>
3: so. And I think, too, that Hendrick makes a good point, which was brought up earlier yes. with, uh, was it Flake? Yes, and Jeff so, Flake. So oh. the difference is...
0: Never a more aptly named politician than Jeff Flake.
3: <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Bernie Madoff, Jeff Flake. I know, I know. Um, Dr. Toothman. <laughs> but um, that's somebody you would want to go to know, to right? check out your teeth. But so I think... <laughs> You know, there's something that seems sincere in the Caitlyn Jenner thing and then there's with the flake thing, it's opportunistic. So again, it's not about words. Deeds. It's not about timing. like Deeds. It's about where is this coming from? Is this authentic? Is this genuine? And, and will you
0: act upon it? Yeah, that's and that's, that's
3: where where yeah. you get people being like, okay, you know, come on in, let's give this a try, and why there's so much resistance to flake.
0: And that's what I think is interesting, uh, I think a very key difference between kind of the two parties, what you see a lot, is that the Republicans will make a good game of talking, oh, we've got the big tent, but it generally is the Democrats that will kind of let the door open and go, yeah, come on in. Yeah. You know, yeah, all right, you used to be with those guys. We're giving you the benefit of the doubt. You had an epiphany. You got on your liar lens. You pulled your hat out of your backside. Whatever it is that you did, Yeah, come on in. And I think that is a key, very basic difference between the two tents.
1: Well, you know, yeah. I mean, we consider and analyze it, but that, that we were having—I was having a discussion with this too. By the way, Republicans, uh, conservatives, typically now like to follow kind of a authority and and this sort of stuff. And, you know, the big dog rules, right? And right. the Democrats are this weird wishy-washy. They'll follow a policy uh, and not a person necessarily, well, but I then think, they'll yeah, follow a person anyway. But I also, yeah, it's I, also weird.
0: I also think the Democrats are a little more prone to compromise. <laughs> they tend to be a little less strident in their ideology sometimes. Which is helpful.
1: Right. And this is in fact, uh, this pivots to the next part is going to talk about the different kind of uh, civil war infighting. I don't want to use harsh words like that that are going on in both of the parties. And one of the things that's going on in the, in the Democratic Party is whether or not a the DNC should support a Democratic candidate who is uh, who isn't absolutely pro-choice, that is, has some leanings towards abortion restrictions. And so that that creates you know a, a very interesting topic that I've and I mean, I've seen a lot of
0: right that's been that's been a key litmus test for the left forever and now for that suddenly to not be a thing seems like we've lost a large chunk of the identity of that particular party.
1: It's it's interesting because of course one of the things I think the biggest identity loss in the Democratic Party has been for labor and middle class. Oh, absolutely, more than anything. Amen. But, that, Amen. You know, but also
0: the Republicans used to kind of care about. You know
1: They used to care about labor and, yeah. and middle class too. And Eisenhower was famously yes. concerned about that. And this is the difference because Democrats and Republicans used to just vary a little bit in that area. Right. And now it's been really segregated where you've got – and neither party is helping middle class or labor. No. right? And then you've got – again, like the left says, well, we've got to be absolutely pro-choice and, and the right has to be absolutely pro-life which is a wrong term, but anti-abortion. And the funny thing about that is for the longest time in the Democratic Party, it it varied. You had Democrats that were both. You had Republicans that were both. And the difference was, again, more economic. And now we're getting that rebirth. And so, which leads to what's happening in the Democratic Party is a serious rebirth. Here's here's some things that I was kind of surprised by. There are several senators that are up in 2018, Democratic senators, obviously very scared because 2018— and like Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, and Sherrod Brown of, of Ohio, all three of them up in 2018, all three of them in states won by Donald Trump. Yeah. Artificially. Que- questionably. Barely. Yeah, questionably. Questionably won. And won by a few thousand votes. Right. But technically won by Donald Trump. Every one of them has gone on the record to uh, and has sponsored a bill to make Medicare available to everyone, starting right. with 55 and above, and then to everyone. So they've gone out on the quote-unquote limb, what used to be a limb, and said, I will support single-payer in the form of Medicare for All. That is not a limb, man. If you look, It at, shouldn't be a limb. No, seriously. <laughs> if,
0: if you look at national polling, right, right. two-thirds of humans, not Democrats or Republicans, right? two-thirds of human beings, <laughs> just yeah. people surveyed, said, you know what? Medicare for All, single-payer, I'm kind of digging it, and it, we should join the rest of the freaking civilized world. Tell them, Hendrick. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Also in a, the congressional districts the the I mean you can't I can't have to do a whole show on all the challengers and people that are popping up the number of number of Folks that are already filing to run in primaries is staggeringly large. I've never seen this level of participation. Uh-huh. And one is right down the street in uh, in Irvine. I don't know if it's even maybe Executive Brian's district. Mimi Ra- Mimi Walters? No, yours is Rohrbacher or something, I think. Yours oh, you is Rohrbacher. I know. <laughs> Dana Rohrbacher. Oh, oh, that
0: guy's a lunatic. Who will fossil. go down
1: in the collusion because he is clearly oh, I making mean, so much money, obviously. He reeks of I mean, borscht. It, it, it seems to be. <laughs> So Mimi Rogers down there, who has been an unabashed Trump supporter, you know the and and the health care bill and everything else. Well, there's a new as a Democrat running there, Dave Min, who if you can tell by the name, he's a Korean guy. And I got to play a little bit of his ad to give you a taste of uh, of what the
5: groundswell is causing now. With three kids at home, I, my youngest is 21 months old was not thinking about doing this, but of course, um, the election of Donald Trump changed everything.
3: In the weeks following the election, our four-year-old daughter would ask, Mommy, are you still sad? And our children could tell how impacted we were.
5: I'm profoundly concerned about my kids growing up in Donald Trump's America. This is not the America that my parents came to. My mom was born into a North Korean family that had to flee North Korea with just the clothes they had on their backs. I remember my dad telling me that in the aftermath of the Korean War, which had devastated the entire country, food was scarce. He often went to bed hungry. If you're ever wondering why Korean households love spam so much, it was because American GIs were so generous in handing out their rations. My parents were very appreciative of Americans going over there, risking their lives, often losing their lives. My parents came over here in 1972. They came with no money. They were grad students. And this country offered them every opportunity. This is a country of immigrants. It welcomes people like my parents to come in and raise their kids and provide those opportunities. That's the story of America going all the way back to its beginning. That to me is why the travel ban felt so wrong and against everything I think this country stands for. People are realizing that their elected representation here in Orange County does not reflect their values.
6: I'm really disappointed in Mimi Walters.
0: She is aligned 100% with President Trump.
4: You were an early supporter of Trump. He's exceeding my expectations. He is working extremely hard. I am very pleased with what he's done so far it doesn't feel like she really represents us.
5: The area that I live in, California's 45th congressional district, is one that's rapidly changing. It's getting younger, more educated, more diverse. More than a quarter of the population here is Asian American. We've got a large Latino population. It's the type of district that really does not approve of Donald Trump's message.
0: If Dave were elected to represent this district, I think would send a tremendous message to Washington.
3: I think Dave Min can turn this
1: district blue. So, and this is one of these districts where, if the folks that like you talked about, if the if the Asian folks and the and the Latino folks in that district showed up, they would outnumber the old senior Republicans that show up in, with such great regularity. But guess what? Hmm.
3: The Asian folks they do show up. Yeah, they show up yeah. big time. Yeah. Oh, They
1: will especially now. I mean, everybody, I say they, but everybody who is well, appalled by what's going on is going to show up. You got this, this guy. This is what I mean. And then you got Randy Bryce out yes. there who's, who's, gun, who's gunning for Ryan.
0: Yeah. Who I adore. <laughs>
1: yes. I know. <laughs> I, I, mean, I love this guy. mean, a union
0: card carrying an iron worker wants to go bust up D.C.? Sign me up. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's Randy Bryce is is America in a nutshell. He's a hard working blue collar yeah. veteran.
1: What do you got? What do you got? You could possibly throw up against that guy. Come on now. This is happening everywhere. You just can't see it, of course, because all politics are local. But people are showing up. They are appalled. This is not fear. Is you're not alone in your fear.
0: No, and you're not. And and (laughs) conversely, you're not alone in your hope either.
3: Yes. Thank you, Jeff Hendrick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think that the part of that um, commercial or that political advertisement was. when he talked about how the soldiers were so generous in giving their spam to these
1: north people korean who refugees were just,
3: i mean they, starving, they were starving, starving, starving and devastated yeah. their land was decimated i mean it was a desperate time and and you know you hear stories of that and then you hear about how america welcomed them and gave them opportunity and that that is what made america you know, such the revered country yeah. all over the world, and and that's why it's so heartbreaking when we when we see things like you know the the Trump travel ban and and even worse, um, thousands of Yemenis and citizens of uh, five other majority Muslim countries uh, won uh, the State Department lottery to to come into the country, and. Um, Trump is is denying that. It's been taken away from these people. They yeah. won the lottery. They've sold their possessions.
1: They did everything right.
3: They did everything Filled right. Out every
1: Followed the rules. Followed the rules. Legal immigration. Yeah.
3: And former State Department official Stephen Pattison said, quote, taking this away from people who have won it." is the cruelest possible thing this administration can do. It makes us look petty and cruel as a society. And and that really is, I mean, petty and cruel is really what America is looking like, you know, around the world us. and to each other. And so, you know, I hope this young man, does win, and other, you know, candidates who are, you know, restoring... America to what it was before, you know, yeah. these these cruel things that are so anti-immigrant and anti-American.
0: Anti-American. That's actually the much better phrase, Erica. Absolutely right. Yeah. It is. That whole that whole idea that people from another place can't bring good things to the United States is insane.
1: Yeah. Executive Brian and I <laughs> were talking about, too, the immigrant factor and how he was listening to a conservative show and I had listened to one, too, where they were debating the economics and how how crucial the flow of immigrants is now more than ever. Because, again, like we talked about the population difference, there's a lot of old folks who cannot do all these jobs. And there's a lot of folks that don't want to do the jobs because they're too low-paid. And we have to have these folks. And if they cut off immigration... There are, I read an article... Conservative business people are going, don't even think about cutting off... No, 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 And Donald Trump filed for a record number of visas for his properties this year. Yeah. Because when it
3: suits him... Yeah, and fine. his immediate family. Right. It's fine. And Republicans are okay with that.
2: Well, what is
0: insane we'll to me is I read an article uh that there are literally billions of dollars of crops rotting in fields right now because of Donald Trump Georgia had the worst of it because they right. did a
1: huge hardcore immigration thing and yeah. And, and then, all the farmers there went, Uh you just killed our workforce, dude, and they're dying on the crops. Yep. Well, they- which makes them file insurance claims, which causes more money and more problems. It's amazing just the cataclysm, the, I mean, the cascade of stuff that happens. But of they're happening.
3: the party of conservative finances, not... Not, not responsibility, They waste evidently. so much money. <laughs> so... They cost... The Republican Party cost this country so much money. I was just looking at um, how... You know, the, the Department of the Interior, okay. uh, they're taking out scientists who have been heads of their departments and then putting them in areas where they have no training. For instance, there was this climate change scientist whose name escapes me right now. You know where, where they put him? to collecting royalties from the oil and gas companies. <laughs> they did wow. that like it's, it's
1: like a mean uh, Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so
3: they asked they he was doing an interview about this and he said, "Yep, I'm here. I have no experience with accounting. That's who he works with as accountant." And he said, "And now he's like in an executive position." And he says, I have to learn this stuff. I have to be trained. They have to take the time. They have to figure out what to do with me. And uh, all of this is at taxpayers' expense. So to punish this guy, they're punishing this. I mean, these people do not. I mean, you give them money, they will lose it as fast as Donald Trump will in his four bankruptcies.
1: So as a program note, as they like to say, uh, we're uh, going to be dark next week. I apologize in advance for that. And then back in the week of August, uh, what is that, 20-ish. So we're back for that. I'm Sorry, but, uh, you know, summer happens. Uh, Something to keep on your radar, though, is the Republican Civil War is going to ramp up a little bit because there's a debt ceiling due on September 29th, as well as a new budget on October 1st. And there's already a giant split in the faction of what to do that. Half the Republicans want to prevent a debt ceiling until they cut government parts and the other, of course, wants to keep the government open and they're going to need, the funny thing about the budget, they cannot pass a budget without the help of Democrats. (laughs) And that is going to be an interesting reality that they're going to have to face. So and in order to get Democrats, they've got to do something that improves the circumstances instead of just gutting things. They can't just cut their way to success. So, okay. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. As always, join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, I am Jeff Stein. That is Erica Ferriston. That is Jeff Hendrick. Executive Brian didn't get a chance to get in here. I'm sorry. Sorry, man. But that's just been Jeff's World. This has
0: been Jeff's World, the social, political, pop-cultural discussion show that looks at life through the rose-colored eyes of the almost criminally optimistic Jeff Stein.